August 80s just keeps on rolling. And speaking of rolling, we got one that's rolling in hard this week. That's right. Climb aboard the Pork Chop Express and bring along your weird fetish for green eyes because we're going to be talking about Big Trouble in Little China on this very special hauling ass edition of the <laughs> Review Review. No horseshit, Troy. No horseshit. <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review Show, where two small town dudes give you our big, dumb opinions. I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm JT Gay. Great. Today we are going over big trouble. In Little China, both of us never seen it before. This first time. Yeah. First time viewing. Yep. What do we think? More than that as that develops. Trying to read <laughs> trying to read your <laughs> thoughts right now, just based on your facial expressions. I'm telling you right now, I don't have a, a definitive grade yet. Oh my god. I might have to talk myself through it. Oh my oh my god. Spoilers? Don't think so, because I don't even know. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> so all that fun is coming up at the top of the hour. A little fun also coming up next week, JT. The, the Teen Choice Awards yeah. are this week. The 18th. I thought they already happened. Did they? I think they did, because I got a full... They have a list of the winners, and they talked about shit that happened well, at it. Son of a... Bitch! <laughs> They're going to be happening this week already. <laughs> and so, our results are for the beer of next week. Yeah. Yeah, the complete list of the winners for the God Awards damn it. I got old news! You got old news, Troy. Old news I thought was future news. Well, well I guess I'll it would it. be current news. We'll you'll, get that. You'll we'll hear get there. It. Because I don't don't even know the winners, because I just pull up the list. You'll hear our reactions to the winners momentarily. Plus, Troy has the list. That's right. Don't look at it. (laughs) All right, we'll get there. God, I feel like I'm already off. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, This is interesting news, JT, because we're going to jump right into it. Yes. (laughs) The news, that is. Hey, get off your phone. I'm trying to find the guy. (laughs) Pay attention. Go for it. Apple, you know them as the innovators of technology, and yeah. then Steve Jobs died. <laughs> <laughs> now they're just treading water. <laughs> now they have headphones that you can lose on a couch. Yep. Real easy. Uh, but they are investing $1 billion into original movie and TV content to compete with Amazon and Netflix. All right. It was only a matter of time. Yep. Everyone's got to have their streaming service, babe. That's right. Everyone's got their freaking great idea. Got, yeah. I'm going to come up with a bunch of weird TV shows. Uh, well, to put it out there, I don't think this is the worst company that could possibly be doing this. <laughs> like, What's the worst company that could be doing this? With the Like with this kind of dough? Yeah. Let's say a, a company can throw a billion dollars. Yeah. Ikea would be the worst. 
Because you'd have to make the fucking movie yourself. And it's just not... You have to build it, and the instructions aren't even completely made. They just give you all the raw footage, and you have to edit it all together. And it's just... It's a a fucking mess. It's a good point. It's a fucking mess. But, uh... Yeah, Apple... Possibly coming out... Well, are... Coming out with, uh... Something in the near future. Throwing a bill at it. So, we'll see. It's gotta be some of it. Throwing a bill... Throw just the whole billion at one thing. Yep. <laughs> Make it the most expensive production of all time. Just one TV show. <laughs> right? <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, at the current time, we got Chelsea Danger and Macy to the Max over there. Macy to the Max seems really into that apple. <laughs> she could give a shit. <laughs> Hi, ladies. There's a scary sound outside. A bang. A bang? <sighs> Is it something that we need to pause <laughs> and come look at? Why do you... Troy, go ahead and go look. I'll keep him busy. Hold the phone, JT. Okay. I gotta check out. I gotta be a man for a second. Troy's gotta find out who's trying to get into their house. I... This is this is probably going to be a waste of time. Uh, so, uh, news to everybody who who are just listening, which is everybody. Uh, Chelsea Danger has apparently heard a giant bang outside, and it sounds like metal. So now the Troy has now left his post to find out what this. I'm guessing killer robot is that's trying to get into the house. Um, um, so I don't know. That's what I think it is. I think it's a killer robot, uh, because they just run amok here in our small town and they're unpredictable. And, uh, well, Troy's been gone for a while. I'm guessing he's been murdered by said robot. Uh, yeah, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a giant robot. Or maybe the killer from I Know What You Did Last Summer. He has a hook hand, which is made of metal. And uh, that could very well be a thing that was used to hit against Troy's house. Because uh, maybe Troy killed him last summer. And he forgot. These are all very, very choice predictions. Um... Yeah, it's got to be some something that's made of metal. This is this is all my only my only uh, prediction. I don't I, I can't I can't really think of anything else metal at this time that this would be. It's literally Troy has to be dead right now. Oh, he's coming back. I don't know what it is, JT. Okay. I think it was a shovel that fell against the window. I came to the conclusion that it was either a killer robot or the killer from I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, fuck. Because he had a metal hook hand. That's true. It was neither one of those things. Okay, it was probably just a shovel that got that leaned against their house really hard. <laughs> First, I thought it was a goddamn limb that would have knocked my gutters off. Oh, for fuck. <laughs> that's, even, that's even worse than the killer from I Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> Well, I think it was a shovel that fell against a window. That's it. Didn't even break a window. That's 10 folks.
shovel. <laughs> this is expert podcasting. <laughs> this is great stuff, guys. Yeah. <laughs> guys. They, they literally, I think that everyone listened to me ramble on about what could possibly be a killer robot for the last minute. So, Well, hopefully everyone knows my plate. I walked outside barefoot. Oh, okay, shit. there's sticks out there that I could step on. You can on. get hookworm. <laughs> oh, no. I could have hookworm. Guys, Troy could have hookworm right now. I did it for my babies. He did. He did. What were you talking about? Apple. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> One billion. Great. Uh, Casey Affleck. Did you hear about this news, JT? Yeah. Casey I think I did. Affleck says Ben Affleck, his brother. Yeah. Probably won't play Batman. Yeah. In a sports radio interview that he did before he threw out the opening pitch at a Red Sox game. Good. <laughs> now, I listened to the interview because just reading the quote sounds, I don't even know what it sounds like. Yeah. So I listened to him actually say it. Yeah. And it sounds like it's just his, like, he's been talking to Ben and Ben just sounds stressed over this whole thing. But it sounds like a bit dismissive. He's like, I don't know, it doesn't, I don't know, maybe he won't do the movie. I don't know, maybe I'm making that up. That's how he says it. <laughs> so I doubt, <laughs> at this point in time, that Casey Affleck would break this news on sports radio. Well, there is a, a sort of sibling rivalry between the two. Maybe he's... Trying to maybe uh, stir the pot a little bit. Ooh, tarnish his career? Everyone's all like, hey, I won my Oscar, but everyone only gives a shit about my brother being Batman. Maybe I'm going to maybe throw some wrenches in those gears. Oh, throw some shade, you see. Ooh, so, such shade. What, uh, did you hear anything about this, JT? What do you think about that? Do you think it's real? I know about as much as you know about it. So, so nothing. I don't, <laughs> probably, yeah, I don't give a shit. He's... <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah. Because even later on this week, Ben Affleck already has come out and said, I fucking love <laughs> being <laughs> Batman. No, no. He said, the Batman you'll see in the Justice League movie is a more traditional Batman. And so, I don't know what that even means. So, he's still on board for the whole Batman thing, it sounds like. Because he's under contract. Gotta break that contract, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Make... Fucking the town two or whatever. Yeah, watch, find like see the Warner Brothers CEO like I don't know, fucking a tree or something. <laughs> Take a picture of it. Uh, uh, well, in Netflix news, JT, have you watched the Ozark yet? Uh, just started. Might bring that up in my little oh and watch it. My God. Well, if you enjoy it, then I got good news for you. If you hate it. I have bad news for you. Okay. It's been renewed for a season two. I'm standing completely stone-faced. You are completely stone-faced. I don't know any emotion coming out of you right now. The emotion is null. <laughs> there is no emotion. Still holding. Holding. I've seen three episodes of the Ozark. I see a smirk. Oh, holding. <laughs> holding. Holding. I'm just waiting for you to move on to the next topic. Next topic. JT, I got a yes, bunch. Hi. <laughs> I got a bunch of AMC news, both oh. theater chain and channel production company. Yeah. Check this shit out, JT. Yeah. AMC theaters are not backing the 
movie pass initiative. I just heard about this this week. I did not know this existed. I didn't know either. I originally, I guess it's been around for a while. Yeah. And movie pass, if you don't know what it was, you could at one time pay $50 fee per month and you got to see essentially unlimited movies in the theater. Yeah. It's it's a kind of a complicated system where they send you a debit card. Yeah. And you have to have an app on your phone and you use the app to say, I'm going to see Guardians 2 at one o'clock at this theater and then MoviePass will load the funds that have been paid into your account to a debit card or something along that line and then you use that at the theater. Gotcha. <clears throat> but now they've lowered their price. To nine ninety five a month. Yeah, huge. That's pretty. Deal. In, that's insane. And that's like less than a movie. <laughs> and so, and that gets you unlimited viewings, but you only get to watch a movie per day. Yeah, and you can't watch the same movie again. And okay. it's a bunch of, and you can't use it for a group. You can only use it for a single person. Gotcha. So there's a bunch of caveats to use it. Yeah. But if you are people like us. Oh, yeah. I'd be all over this. And we could just go every day and use it if we wanted to. We could. That is, like, less than one movie. Yeah. You would have... Like, if you go, like, at night... If you go to see two movies in a month... You've paid for it. You've more than paid for it. More than paid for it. Yeah. So, that's what MoviePass is. Mm -hmm. Now, since they've lowered to a 995 model a month, AMC Theaters is, like... Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think this is a great idea. Which yeah. I don't see what... I don't see why they would be necessarily all in up... All, like in arms about it. Yeah. Because they make their money off concessions. Yeah. All ticket sales go to... They go to the, the directly studio. Directly to the studio. Yeah. So what their argument is that they think it's an unsustainable model. And that eventually it will crash because they're undercutting themselves. And but what MoviePass is thinking, this is all great stuff, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> is that they're trying to go the Netflix model, and where they'll lower costs. Yeah, to get a ton, like um, up to like a million users, and then it's almost self-sustainable from there. Yeah. So once you got the people, and then you can maybe bump it up to a little bit more, a little bit more. I mean, your price is locked in for a year or whatever it is. Yeah. But. And then once you got like a million people on it and then it's almost sustainable itself and that's what'll like influence movie going. Yeah. We'll see how it works. Right now AMC thinks it's not a good idea. Yeah, cuz I think they're trying to fight it like they don't want to be even part of it. Right. But MoviePass says that it works in 91% of the theaters. Yeah. If AMC pulls out, I looked up how many AMC theaters are around. It's only 600 across the country. Okay. I mean, it that's not a lot. When things mm-hmm. open countrywide, it's like in 4,000-something theaters. Mm-hmm. So, like, a little over an eighth of them would be pulling out. Yeah. Which is a big chunk. Like, an eighth is a big chunk of theaters. Yeah. But, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know. Come on. So, what do you think about MoviePass, JT? I like it. I would, I'd would. I'd jump on board if it was, uh, if, they, if it was whatever they were saying it is. Yeah. And, but the only thing is, like, I don't know, I mean, if the AMC's not taking it here, because that's our big theater chain here. Yeah. I don't know if the local theater 
yeah. would accept it either. Yeah. Because they're a, like a local independent ci- cinema. So mm-hmm. who knows? Well, let's do some digging. Do some digging. More on the AMC train moving towards the AMC channel, JT. Uh, producers Robert Kirkman, yeah. uh, Gail Ann Hurd, Glenn Mazzara, and David Alpert are all producers on The Walking Dead. Yes. A slew of other things as well. But um, they are suing AMC for one, allegedly, one billion dollars. Jesus Christ! <laughs> now that is a collective one billion dollars, not a billion each. Holy shit. Uh, for withholding money uh, that AMC supposedly kept for them profiting rather than to share it with the producers that were required by their contracts. Yeah. This is the biggest, like, producer suing studio thing that's ever been. Like, ever. For a billion dollars. It's yeah. huge. Walking Dead is the biggest thing on television right now, still. Oh, yeah. Regardless of people watching or not, mm-hmm. it's on just yeah. at their house. Um, so what the, what it is, is vertical integration. And if you don't know what that is, is that AMC is acting as a production company and a television network. So if it produces something internally, like walking dead, it pays less to, it has to pay itself less. In order to have it on television. Yeah. Rather than, like, um, I think Better Call Saul is not produced by AMC. Yeah. But it's on AMC, so they mm-hmm. have, they find the producers a higher amount. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Because, yeah, because I don't, yeah, because I don't think Better Call Saul has, like, an AMC Studios at the end. Right. So, anyway, that's called vertical integration. So, what they can do is essentially... Like, scratch each other's backs Mm. by acting as two separate companies when you're just one. Yeah. So they're skimming the profits off all these, like, The Walking Dead and just keeping it at AMC rather than divvying it out to the producers, which apparently is in their contracts to have, like, a cut of the thing. Yeah. That's why they're suing. Gotcha. Because before, when I read this, I'm like, those producers sound like pretty greedy fucks. Yeah. (laughs) But... If this is the thing that's going down, I can see why they would be upset. Oh, yeah. Especially if they've... I think they've been the main producers since, like, season four or something like that. So, mm-hmm. four through the current one, which is eight. Yeah. Uh, That's a lot of skimming off the top that they haven't gotten yet. Oh, yeah. And Robert Kirkman just jumped on top of this, too, because eventually... Like, originally he was not on. Yeah. So, that makes me think... That that's why Kirkman took his Skybound imprint of comics. Did we talk about this last week? Um, I don't think we did. I might have been talking so. to GHD about this. That Skybound is an imprint of Image Comics that Robert Kirkman owns. Yeah. That The Walking Dead is under. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other things like Outcast and Invincible and, and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, yeah. He's moving that imprint to Amazon Studios. Yeah, I read about that. So it's exclusive with them. Mm-hmm. What I, I tried to look up on it, I don't think that means The Walking Dead. Because I think Walking Dead is contracted for f- a few more seasons Yeah, at AMC. And I think Outcast is the same way, too. Like, it's contracted at AMC. Okay. So I don't think those are joining Amazon Studios. 
But uh, anything else that has been at Skybound or is under Kirkman is now exclusively for a two-year contract under Jeff Bezos. <laughs> so Kirkman is making money. Yeah. <laughs> Left and right. Yeah. I think he's the highest grossing comic writer ever. Maybe just under Stan Lee. Oh, shit. Stan Lee's a multimillionaire as well. Oh, yeah. But uh, th- it's big. It's like s- weird, greedy corporate news that's like I normally wouldn't find interesting, except I f- feel like this is. Like, it's yeah. weird things to go, like, to these huge other production studios. Like, like well... If you're gonna fuck me over, I'm just gonna go here, and I know I, the money's here. Oh yeah, everybody uses Amazon. Especially yeah, especially if you know that <laughs> you've created something like a juggernaut, like The Walking Dead. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna have so many people be like, "Please give us something else." Yeah, he's a money factory. Yeah, at this point. So we'll see how that goes um, with Skybound moving to Amazon. I think I brought up last week that uh, Miller World is moving to Netflix exclusively. Yeah. Um, and I think I also heard, or GHD told me that Universal Studios also picked up a comic book company as well. Everyone's picking up something. Yeah. So Marvel and DC aren't the only ones out there making money. Yeah. A Valiant is at Sony. I think it might be Dark Horse or something. Regardless, it's a mad, 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 mad world out there, bro. It is. <laughs> it is. Um... Unfortunately, JT, I got to bring the mood down a little bit on the set of Deadpool 2. Yeah. There was a bit of a mishap. Did you see this? Yeah. Mishap like is an understatement. Motorcycle stunt woman. Yeah. Stunt woman Joy Harris. Yeah. Unfortunately, passed away on the set of yeah. Deadpool 2 in a motorcycle accident during a stunt. Um, what makes this even worse is that she was only on the production for, like, that last week. Like, yeah. she just was hired on to replace somebody else. Oh, shit. And so she didn't have a, like, a stunt helmet for herself yet. Oh, because she's shit. she was being, she was playing Domino. Yeah. And so they were going to make a helmet with Domino's, like, afro Oh, that you shit. see on top yeah. of it. Yeah. And they didn't have one made for her yet that oh, fit her. God. So they just had her do it without the helmet and then she died. Oh, shit. <sighs> Terrible. Terrible shit. And then I guess I, I even read somewhere where they like rushed product. Like even after she died, they like only like waited like 48 hours. Yeah. Like they, they halted production for 48 hours until they started back. And I guess they were like getting pictures of like the set. Like I, I think they were either like started back either today or yesterday and they were like getting pictures of people while they were working they looked like they were in fucking hell i bet like that's got to be a huge because that also happened on the walking dead this last year too a yeah. stuntman fell and like cracked his head on the ground and died there on like filming their hundredth episode or something like that jesus and i think they had to they went well i think they had like a week or yeah. whatever before they're like they trying back. to rush deadpool because they want to they want to get it out by, like, beginning of next year. Yeah. Which I understand they're on a production schedule, and they're dealing yeah. with millions of dollars and stuff, but still, like, That's some shit, that dude. That is. It's <laughs> awful. Um, so, Joy Harris. Yeah. Unfortunate. Like, but she got to work in the movies, and as a stunt person. I always wanted to be a stunt person, JT. 
Hey, throw dude, yourself off things. Yeah, I stun people go through hell though. Yeah, I know. Like you fucking, you like willingly like break bones doing <laughs> stunt work. Willingly, I don't know if you want to break bones, but you go into situations where it's like, yeah, I I could fuck this up and break something. That's very true. Like today, I'm just gonna get thrown down a set of stairs twelve times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they. <laughs> <laughs> the things they do are not just one take. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it involves, like, a bunch of shit blowing up. It's usually not one take. Right. So, unfortunate news for Deadpool 2 and Joy Harris. Uh, moving on, JT. Uh, my uh, last bit of news, I guess, until we go to the Teen Choice things. Okay. Uh, Glenn... Hold on, what is this? Glenn Marnock Speyside Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. <laughs> I thought this was a person's name for a second. I was like, what the fuck? It's got a terribly long name. Was just awarded the gold medal in a blind taste test at Spirits Business Scotch Whiskey Masters. Okay. Um, so are you, are you getting some of this? I might, because you can find it very cheaply. It's only seventeen pounds forty nine or twenty two dollars and fifty five cents okay. at Aldi's. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. All right. Aldi's, the discount supermarket chain. Their Scotch whiskey was awarded the gold medal in a blind taste test over two other entries in that same category, and they were more than triple the price. Jesus. Yeah, and that's in like the pound and euro, like triple that oh, price. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. You know we should we should do that for uh for the, our Kingsman review. Oh, we should. Now I got I want wanna... best Scotch whiskey <laughs> during. That would be amazing. I should remember that and write that down. Um. Now I gotta see because there's an Aldi's around us, mm -hmm. and I know they serve wine. But I don't know. I'm not sure they about serve, liquor. They like, spirits, though. I was there a while ago, but I don't remember looking for their liquor. Yeah. And having it be that this is in pounds makes me wonder if it's just, like, hmm. at, like, the UK side of Stink. Because I guess it's a German company. I didn't know yeah. it was a German company. Hmm. But we'll check it out. We'll look into this. I... In mucho curiosity. We got our hard-nosed detective <laughs> T-Max over here. Uh, but that's all the news I believe I have, JT. Fantastic. Uh, Fantastic. While you're loading up your news today, we are gulping on the Lining Kugels uh, Explorer Pack, which includes four different uh, beers, being the original Lining Kugels, which I've, I don't think I've ever had. The Anniversary Lager, which I'm enjoying right now. Pretty smooth. I dig it. I'm digging me some Oktoberfest right now. It's got, yes, the Oktoberfest for uh, 2017. And the Red Lager. Does that one, did you already have the Red Lager? I had the Red. The Red was good. Yeah. Very good. All good Linies does things. good. Linies does I'm good work. I'm never disappointed with Linies no. usually. Yeah. Even when it's like more of like a bitter beer, it's still pretty, pretty smooth. Right. Except I don't think I like their Watermelon Shandy so much. Yeah, that wasn't... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Shandies are very hit and miss with me. Even, like, good shandies, like, they still will end up giving me heartburn, because mm -hmm. I'm old. Same. <laughs> <laughs> 
But anyways, Troy. Anyway. Enough of that old shit. <laughs> uh, we just got crowned a new highest paid actress in Hollywood. Whoa. It used to be Jennifer Lawrence. She got dethroned by, who do you think it is, Troy? Highest paid actress. Uh, the only person that comes to mind is Scarlett Johansson. No, no, that's what I would. That's what I kind of thought it was too. But uh-huh. it's in fact Emma Stone. Really? Yes. Huh. After all that buzz from uh, La La Land, really landing a bunch of uh, hot, <laughs> hot roles. <laughs> really? Well, good for Emma Stone. Yeah, I've always liked her. She seems very bubbly and yeah. She seems fun. like she would be fun to hang out with. She seems fun. <laughs> she really does. Uh, speaking of Jennifer Lawrence, I heard a commercial on the radio. Yeah. About some weird, like trip you can win to go drink wine with Jennifer Lawrence. What? And talk about politics. Okay. It's like a wine tasting tour and thing in California. Talk about politics? That's what the commercial was. Like, talk about politics while doing a wine tasting tour. I don't like talking about politics with people I know. Me neither. (laughs) Let alone Jennifer Lawrence. But I found the idea intriguing, and I signed us all up. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Maybe I will. Do it. Probably won't, but maybe we should try. I'll just, like, talk about, like... The, like politics in movies. <laughs> like, so do you think? Do you think uh, Bill Pullman won the won the re-election in Independence Day? After Independence Day, <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> uh, got some Louis C.K. news, Troy. Okay, I guess he's going to make his second directorial uh, agenda. Okay. Her, uh, project? Project. <laughs> Agenda. I can't even fucking think. My brain's just My a piece of shit. Mind is a piece of shit. But uh, I'll let you know what his first one was. It's very surprising. Okay. But his second one coming up is called I Love You, Daddy. Okay. He's got kind of a star-studded cast for it. Really? Including himself, Chloe Grace Moretz, mm-hmm. John Malkovich, okay. Rose Byrne, Charlie Day, Wow. And Helen Hunt. Jeez. All on board for his next directorial project. Is it a feature? Yes. Okay. Feature length film. And it's going to be in black and white. Guys, trying to be so artsy. Yeah, he's very, being very avant garde. Did you end up watching Horse and Pete? Do you no, I never, I never got around to it's it. It's on Hulu. I never went back to try it again. I Just by dipping my toe. Into what the first episode was, I really sh- need to not care that I'm going to be in a bad mood after. Yeah. Just, like, kind of just down. Hmm. I might still try and check it out. Yeah. Anyway. But, Troy, what do you think was Louis C.K.'s first... What was his directorial debut? It was, like... I guess it was 12 years ago. Really? Was I would have said Horace and Pete would have been his first one. Apparently not. Well, no, for in terms of movies. Oh, in movies? 12 no, it was years. 16 years ago was his... What? Yeah. His directorial debut was 16 years ago. He directed a movie. In 2001? Yeah. I have you will, it's no fucking idea. Out of left field. I didn't... 
He doesn't even seem like the kind of person that would direct this. Is that like a kid's movie? No, it's a comedy. <laughs> I have n no freaking idea. Louis C.K. was, I guess, the director of a small cult favorite known as Pootie Tang. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That was his director. That was his first directorial Pootie Tang project. Was Pootie Tang? Get out of here, dude! I do not like Pootie Tang. <laughs> Seen it once, and I'm like, this isn't for me. Yeah. So, sorry, Louis. <laughs> and but hey, he was younger and not more naive back then. Maybe now, <laughs> he's come around. He's Pootie Tang. Seems more artistic. What is happening, Pootie Tang? Uh, son of a bitch. God damn it. Uh, Troy, I saw you looking up some information on this when I came in. Okay. Uh, the director of Kong oh, Skull yeah. Island. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Uh, got a little bit of a, got a little heated today. Yeah. Or this past Whatever week. Whatever it was, yeah. When, uh, CinemaSins did their... Uh, just their regular video about... Yeah, everything wrong with... Yeah, everything whatever. wrong with whatever, and that happened to be Kong Skull Island. And, uh, the director of Kong Skull Island just absolutely just lost his fucking shit. <laughs> like, just... I was, like, going through some of the tweets he was putting out there, and it's just on and on and on about... He, like, accuses, like, the head of CinemaSins as being, like, uh... Like, so, like, someone who used to be a filmmaker who couldn't make it big, so then now his whole goal in life is to, like, shit on everybody else, and, like... God. Talked about, like, how, like, the video for it is about as long as a TV pilot, but yet he's not creative enough to actually write a TV pilot. Just <laughs> on and on, and it's like... God. Dude! No one cares! <laughs> You're... He does this with everything. Yeah. Like, regardless with, of the movies, even good, good or bad. Yeah, even good movies, he, he does this shit. Yeah. God. You, granted, yours is a little shitty. is pretty shitty. <laughs> Shittier than some, yes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That, I was trying to find, like, the actual stuff that he said, but all I could find was that he was trying to compare, like, it to Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. And yeah, like history science theater built something artful, endearing, and comedic on top of the foundation of other people's work. It had to merit itself. Things like cinema sins simply suck the lifeblood yeah. out of other people and are often just wrong about intent and how cinema works. It's terrible. <laughs> See, I okay. I used to watch a lot of cinema sins stuff when they first started. Yeah. Um, mostly because their videos were like. Eight to ten minutes long. Yeah, they're like thirty fucking minutes long now. There's only yeah. so long where I can be like, "We get it. He said the wrong word again." Yeah. So that's what was kind of detracting me from the channel. And it, like at one point, like they were on a roll and they had like five good ones in a row. And then like instead of like actual like continuity errors or something, he was more or less putting in his opinion about the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, this is just your shitty opinion now. Like, it's more funny to point out, like, well, that shouldn't be there. Or, like, boop, look at this, you, you goofed, or whatever. Yeah. It's just, like, your nuanced opinion. And I'm like, all right, 
I'm over it. Like, yeah. and then the video's got to be like 30 minutes long or longer at yeah. some things. It's like, I don't got time for this. And I don't give a shit about <laughs> your dumb little nitpicky <laughs> fucking ideas about shit. I yeah. just, I just want to know what's wrong. Just tell me faster. Yeah. God damn it. Oh yeah. I don't even care if I don't, I'm not even like against people like giving their opinions just as long as you like keep me interested. Right. Like how we do. That's right. Like our opinion of uh, Big Trouble in Little China coming up. Check it out. Top of the hour. Top of the hour. <laughs> top of the hour. Top, t- top of the hour. Top of the hour. Troy. Yo. Speaking of stunts gone wrong, did you hear about Tom Cruise? I heard a whisper about it. Over this past week, I guess during the filming of Mission Impossible 6, he broke his ankle doing one of his own stunts. I think it was like jumping off of a wall or something. Shit. It's bound to catch up to him sooner or later. That's right. You're getting older, Tom. Yep. Can't just be hanging off the end of planes or... I guess that fucking... breath for 40 minutes or whatever it that is. That weird-ass alien that came out of a volcano can't protect you forever, <laughs> Tom. Pray to Zemnu or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, Zemnu cannot fucking <laughs> keep your goddamn legs from breaking when you jump off a goddamn building. Yeah, old Tommy Cruise. I think I saw an update on that that the production isn't, uh, yep. I guess like that delayed or whatever. So it's not like when fucking Harrison Ford broke his ankle, yeah. <laughs> the production like halted for like weeks or whatever yeah. it was. God. That sounded like even more intense. Like he got his legs stuck in a pneumatic door. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's some fucked up shit. Oh, my God. I kind of wish I was a fly in the wall when that happened. Like, Harrison Ford is just... Fuck! Ah! That's it! Just kill me! <laughs> just kill me this fuck... I'm not coming back for another one. <laughs> fuck just this fucking, movie! Just fucking kill me in this! <laughs> like, are you sure? Are you sure, Harrison? Yeah! Just do a thing where the fucking stupid long-haired fucker just stabs me with a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> All right, if that's what you want. Yeah! Just fucking kill me in this. <laughs> Fuck! You fucker! <laughs> I still love... Let me just drive my plane into a golf course. <laughs> I still love there's like a video online of like David Blaine doing magic at Harrison Ford's house. <laughs> and he just does this thing where like he fucking... Uh, cuts open an orange and like pulls his card out of it. And he like legit has like a... Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, as good as an impression of Harrison Ford is when he's yelling, I always like the people who do like the quiet, like Harrison Ford impression. It's like, yeah. uh, what do you think about that, Mr. Ford? Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, when I was, uh, on Solo, I, um, uh, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like a low hum, like murmurs. Those are my favorite. Oh, my still my favorite thing Harrison Ford ever did, and I'm pretty sure I said it on the show, but I'll say it again because it's just so goddamn good. Was like there was a time where he went on Conan O'Brien, <laughs> and it was like to promote The Force Awakens, and this guy came up and he built like this huge model of the Millennium <laughs> oh, yeah. Falcon. He built this huge model of the Millennium Falcon out of Legos, and he walked up to Harrison Ford and he was like. It'd be an honor if you would sign this for me. So Harrison Ford takes it, th- 
throws it on the ground and it falls into a million pieces and then it picks up one of the Legos and signs it and gives it to him. <laughs> oh my oh, god. And the dude cock. looked like he wanted to shoot Harrison Ford in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's so goddamn good. It's gotta be you gotta look it on look it look it up on YouTube. I'm pretty sure it's on there, but it's fantastic. Like the dude looks like he wants to die. I love it. Watching one of his heroes destroy a thing <laughs> that probably took him like a month to build. I like it. Uh, I like it. It's so good. Uh Troy. Uh we brought up how uh, Disney yep. trying to pull away from Netflix. Start yep. their own streaming service. That's right. Well, Netflix, not giving up without a fight. Fighting back. Uh, I guess Netflix is still trying to enter negotiations to hold on to the Marvel and Star Wars properties. Oh. To still keep streaming them. Oh, we'll see. Because I guarantee you that's why Disney wants their own. Yeah. Because so, <laughs> that's probably like their two biggest money. Yeah. Those are cash cows right now. Yeah. They said that they're fine with, with like, letting go of, like, the animated stuff, like Moana and everything, but... Really? That, too, though? Because that's got to be pretty big. Chelsea waits for that to come out on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, although, like, the Disney Pixar releases, she... Because how Netflix had, like, a deal, Mm -hmm. they'll come up, like, really fast after their theatrical run's done. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, she... That's why... She wanted to see Moana. She just had it on the other day for Macy or whatever. Moana's good. It is good. I, I like, like Moana. it. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Fucking Tomatoa. Fucking best part of that movie. The crab. Shiny. <laughs> you can't run away from me. Oh, oh, you are. <laughs> uh, Troy, Paramount. Is apparently going to do a Leonardo da Vinci movie. Yeah. Who do you think is the perfect person to play Leonardo da Vinci? Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Don't even have to change. Nothing. Be, hey, Leo. Yeah. Don't even have to change. You Nothing. You don't have to act. It's the same. It's the same person. Are they actually looking for DiCaprio to do it? He's doing it. Great. <laughs> It's like writing on the wall. <laughs> In this case, his birth certificate. Yes. I'm into that. I'm into that idea. I like DiCaprio. I like DiCaprio, too. I like Da Vinci. I guess. I like it. I like what this has going for it. I like it. Yes, I do. <sighs> Troy, SoundCloud. Oh, boy. Got some SoundCloud news because you brought them up. We, <clears throat> uh, we have cut ties. That's right. With SoundCloud, as everyone knows. And uh, because of their financial situation, they yeah. seemed a little bit in hot water. Yeah. But okay, something came through. All right. This past week, where I guess uh, a global merchant bank called the Rain Group and a Singapore-based investment company called Temasek, okay, invested a hundred and seventy million dollars in SoundCloud, like out of nowhere. Jesus. So, I guess they're going to be sticking around a little bit longer. All right. We'll see. Yeah. We don't give a shit, because we're out. We're, we're out. We're done. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> bye, SoundCloud. <laughs> so, they must see something in it. I don't know. 
it's a gr- I thought it was a great platform. Yeah. But when they when you have when you have what you had and you're trying to compete with Spotify and Pandora and all yeah. that other shit, it doesn't work. That's not what your platform is. No. Like it was the best place to find like upcoming artists and like that's how Chance the Rapper got found. Was on yeah. SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah, but now Spotify, they they get all that shit. Like they Spotify will goes out of its way to find artists like that based on what you listen to. Yeah. And they're sure. like, "Here, listen to this." Instead of you having you having to do all the all the work, like they give you the artist. Sure. Based on what you listen to. Sure. And well, SoundCloud kind of had a a thing like that a bit cuz you could like browse new stuff that's up or whatever. Yeah. But uh it definitely was better for music if you listen to it for that, but like as a hosting site, I I don't know. For podcasting, I don't think it, it worked as great unless you wanted to use it for a hosting site cuz I liked yeah. its utilities that it, it, you can use, but yeah. In order for it to stop hemorrhaging money, I need to see that that plan right yeah. there. Because I, as much as I would love to st- still keep uploading stuff on SoundCloud, because we had a lot of listeners on there. Yeah, I don't want to spend the money to upload there. Fuck them, babe. Fuck them, babe. Fuck them. Fucked. <laughs> Fucked. Fucked. <laughs> Uh, my last bit of news before we get into our <laughs> Teen Choice Awards bet. Yeah. Uh, this is a pretty favorite subject of mine about the <laughs> ongoing drama for Justice League. Oh, yes. Between Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon. Bring it on. Going on. I'm into it. So, uh, according to Screen Rant. Okay. Uh, they got a, uh, God damn it. They got a uh, a well placed source. Okay. That said that uh, some executives watched Snyder's version of Justice League so far. <laughs> yeah. And they said that it was quote <laughs> unwatchable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I heard that. Unwatchable. Yeah, which was when they pushed for these extensive uh, reshoots. Right. And uh, they say that this they've even gone as far as to completely change the ending altogether yeah. to the entire movie. Yeah. I heard that. I listened to a little bit of a thing on this. And, uh, yeah, I heard the whole unwatchable thing. But g- let it be known that these are the same execs that gave Batman v Superman a standing ovation and also said that Wonder Woman would be a flop. Okay. So, it's the it's the same people. Okay. Now. <laughs> uh I also think that Joss Whedon was on board to change the ending of the film because it was redundant of what was already happening earlier in the movie. Okay. S- speculative. Now, they're fighting Steppenwolf mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. A big, gray, hulking villain yeah. that can shoot lightning or do whatever. Yeah. Very reminiscent of almost every superhero movie. Very much so. Now, the original ending, apparently, allegedly, was they defeat Steppenwolf, 
And then Darkseid comes in, who's another big, gray, <laughs> hulking <laughs> villain that shoots lightning or beams or whatever. Yeah. And so it's a bit redundant. Yeah. And so Joss Whedon... Well, they're like, oh my god, this guy's bigger with bigger bolts of lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Now, this is all alleged because I don't know the real story. Yeah. But, like, Joss Whedon found that a bit redundant... And change the complete ending, even to cut out, like, uh, a big cliffhanger. Yeah. So the movie is almost like a standalone thing that more or less kind of sets up a sequel or a, the next franchise down the line. Which is good. Yes. I Rather would than... much prefer, like, a standalone film. Yes. Than just a lead you along. Yeah type of bullshit yeah like everything does everything now yes yeah just to have it be a prequel to whatever's coming next like i hate that feeling when it just is just setting up the next thing and you can tell when it's happening and marvel movies are some like guilty for some of that as well yeah but marvel movies are more fun to watch so you kind of forget that it's happening so i don't know be that as it may, I'm glad they're changing things around. Dude, Justice League sounds like a total garbage fire. Yeah. So, like, it has me so curious <laughs> to see what the final product is. So curious. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, very curious as well. I have no idea how this... Like I said, there's some things where I'm like, this could work, but then... It's like, I can see a whole lot of things that could just easily fall apart, too. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I got a question for you. Yes. If Justice League fails, like, real hard, who do you think the blame falls on, then? Does it go to Snyder, or does it go to Whedon? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I feel... I think it'd be more the studio's fault than anything. Yeah. Because I feel like they'd be the ones pushing for all this change. Like, I feel Whedon came in way too late to be able to, like, make it his own. I Yeah, I agree. Well, maybe, because they, they're shooting for, like, almost two and a half months. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, well, Snyder is what you get. Like, they've had Snyder for so long. Yeah. They know what he's capable of, but they still stuck with him. Yeah. So, I think, all in all, I think it's going to be the studio's fault. Yeah. Or it could just be just like a happenstance of like everything just got super fucked up. Oh god. I don't know. Oh god. Oh, who man. knows? Maybe it might turn out. Who knows? Yeah, well maybe it will. Maybe it will turn around. But then who gets the praise? Do you think Whedon would get all the praise <laughs> then? He probably will. <laughs> because I would like to think that Snyder did set like the skeleton of the movie. The bones are there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Don't know. It's a question we can ask later again once the movie's out. Yeah. We'll see. Interested in that. We'll see. We'll try. I got the list up. All right. Of the Teen Choice Awards. Okay. my The go. first one that I got pulled up is Choice Action Movie. First one on the list. What, what, did, what did we vote on? You voted Triple X. Yeah. And I voted Fast or Fate of the Furious. Okay. 
Well, Troy, uh, you'll be surprised. None of us <laughs> won this one. Ooh, who won? Uh, the winner for choice action movie is Wonder Woman. Okay. Which I could kind of see now sure. looking back on. Right on, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Sci-fi movie, Troy. Yes. You have Space Between Us. Yeah. And I have Guardians Volume 2. You were very adamant on Guardians 2. Yes. Hmm. Well, go fuck yourself, because Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, <laughs> 1. Yes! For choice sci-fi film. Awesome. Uh, fantasy is the next one. If Choice fantasy. What did, what did you pick? You Troy? had Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And I had Moana. All right. Well, Troy, uh, we're tied up because Beauty and the Beast. Oh, you son of a bitch. Got the win. Neck and neck, baby. We're neck and neck. <laughs> Troy, uh, drama. What do we yes. have for drama? You, oh, actually, we both had the same thing. What was it? Edge of 17. Edge of 17? Okay. Uh, well, we lost. <laughs> Damn it. We, it were was, all, <laughs> we were either all in or all out. It was everything, everything. Don't even know what that is. Was the winner. I actually talked about that one, too. I should have fucking picked it like a goddamn dumbass. <laughs> uh... Troy, choice comedy. All right. Uh, you had Finding Dory. Yeah. I had Keeping Up with the Joneses. All right. Well, Troy, uh, mark me down, bitch, because I got Finding Dory. God got it damn it. Best comedy. Son of a bitch. Fuck yeah. And I think that's... That was it. That's all of them. That's, that's all right, had. bitch. You win. That's right, bitch. You win. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Shouldn't have fucking went all in on Edge of 17. I was think, oh man. I don't know. That's fun. I like doing this. That we was do fun. this more often. I know. Anyway, loser buys the beer. So, question to you. Do you want something fancy and my choice? Or do you want uh, your per like a personal pick of your own? Uh, I'll do something fancy of your choice. Okay. I trust you... You seem to be pretty good when it comes to, to beers. All right. I will spend no less than $25. Fair enough. A beggar will not be a chooser, dear boy. There you go. There you go. Mm. There you go. So there you have it. Next week, fancy beer. Fancy beer. <laughs> fancy beer. Uh. You got any more news, JT? That's it. Woo! Uh, well, if you don't have any more depressing news... <laughs> no we, bits. We can move on to, you know... It's the... That's the trailer of the week, Sounder. <laughs> <laughs> you announced it so much. <laughs> That's the trailer of the week, Sounder. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I only have one trailer this week, JT. I have three. Oh my god! Above and beyond once again. I go out of that. I go that extra mile. That's right. Uh, well, I went first last time and knocked your list down a peg. Yeah. So why don't you head up this one? All right. I'll see if I can knock yours out. I don't know what it is, but I'll find it. <laughs> uh, my first one, Troy. It's kind of an artsy one. All right. 
it's such a fucking convoluted title too. <laughs> uh, the Killing of a Sacred Deer put out oh. its first trailer. It's by the same director as The Lobster. Okay. Which uh, I was kind of a fan of. Uh-huh. It's kind of out there, but right. I enjoyed it. Right. And uh, the trailer doesn't give out too much about what it's about, but it looks fucked up. Like, there's a lot of footage of, like, people crawling through a hospital where, like, their legs are paralyzed and shit. Oh, my God. And, like, uh, I don't know, Colin Farrell plays, like, a surgeon or something. Okay. And, uh, I don't know, they... they Hint that it could be, like, a horror film of some sort. Uh-huh. Like, um... But it's got uh, Colin Farrell, and uh-huh. it's got Nicole Kidman in it. Okay. And it's got, uh, like, two actors that I haven't seen, like a male and a female that are, like, kind of like teenagers, kind of. All right. And I don't know. It, it doesn't really hint at the plot too much, but it looks eerie. What's it? What's this called again? The Killing of a Sacred Deer. All right. <laughs> Killing of a sacred deer. Yes, but um, no, it's by A24. I always right. kind of like what A24 puts out. Me too. Becoming so a fan. We'll see how that turns out. We will see. Uh, another trailer I saw, uh, something that comes out, I believe, sometime next year, is a movie called Gemini. Okay. Starring uh, Zoe Kravitz. All right. She plays kind of like an actress of some sort. All right. And she befriends this other woman and uh this other woman wakes up uh one morning at uh zoe kravitz's house and sees that she's dead next to a pistol oh jesus kind of uh this girl's kind of uh suspecting a murder of some sort oh my god and uh it looks pretty good the uh a lot of the footage that they show has like kind of like a very like, it takes place in L.A., so it has a lot of, like, that um, <sighs> fluorescent light type oh, feel sure. to it. Like, kind of like a neon light type. Sure. They call it neo-noir, Ooh. so to say. Ooh. But, uh... You're so learned. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But no, I'm a fan of Zoe Kravitz. Me too. I uh, She was in um, Pretty Little Liars, mm-hmm. or Big Little Lies. Yes. Big Little Lies. I'm, I'm getting, like, two shows mixed up. Right. But she was in Big Little Lies. Liked her in that. Mm-hmm. Want to see what she does in this? She was also in uh, one of the X-Men movies as well. As the... Uh, as Angel, the one that could have uh, the bug wings come out of her back. Oh, yes, for sure. Well, X-Men, uh, what was it? Uh, First, First Class. Class. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very good. Last trailer I got, Troy. Um, Aaron Sorkin. Okay. His first... Movie back as writer and director. All right. Going to direct a movie called Molly's Game. All right. About a young woman who starts her own illegal gambling racket Okay. in uh, L.A. And this woman being played by Jessica Chastain. Oh. Is it a sequel to The House? No. (laughs) It does not seem like a comedy of any sort. Okay. Take it easy. But uh, no, it's got Jessica Chastain. It's got Idris Elba. Okay, is in it. Um, love me some Elba. Love me some Elba. Uh, Kevin Costner. All right. In there, um, I believe Michael Sarah's in there too. Real, real heavy cast. All right. And it's a drama. Yeah. Oh my. 
Not it's at all that, a comedy. Them, them quippy lines that Aaron Sorkin's known for. All right. All right. All so, right. I don't know. Might be, might be kind of good to look into. Okay. Comes out, like, I think in November, too. So, right around that awards season. Uh-oh. Might be looking to... Oscar fodder. Get that Oscar fodder. What is happening? What is happening on your phone? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> at first, I thought Chelsea was just, like, barreling into the room for a second. <laughs> Like that loud banging, I figured out what it was. <laughs> but no, uh, that's all my trailers, Troy. All right. Well, needless to say, you didn't pick my one trailer. Son of a bitch. Uh, now, my one trailer isn't all that different from one that's already been released, but it is the international trailer for Thor Ragnarok. Okay. The reason I even bring it up is because it shows quite a bit of Doctor Strange okay. in the beginning of it. Uh saying that Thor will probably have a tough road to hoe in the near future. So he's going to be a prostitute. He could be hoeing around. You never know. We don't see all of the movie. He's going to be fucking. He'd be fucking, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the It shows a little bit more of uh, Hela, and she says that she is the queen of death. Yeah. Uh, that makes me speculate that she will be replacing actual death a marvel character the physical embodiment of death like yeah. the grim reaper in the marvel movie to be thanos's object of affection oh shit thanos is in love with death the physical embodiment of it at, that is they be fucking so they be fucking you don't know you don't know so we i don't blame her josh brolin's beefcake right now look at him just look at him got it's a beefcake. So we... It's got a bot just won't quit. But that's very true. We will see what Thor 3 brings. I'm excited for this one, probably more than anything else for the rest of the year. Thor 3. It's got a, It's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. <laughs> uh, that's all I got for trailers, JT. So all right. that should scoot us right in. <laughs> Scoot to boot. <laughs> right into our main event. Big trouble in Little China on our big rig of August 80s. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. This <laughs> shall be an interesting combo. Uh, debuted July 1st, July 4th weekend of 1986. So only uh, two. Jeez. Only. To <laughs> what are you looking for? Something that's not red or Oktoberfest. You're like interrupting my whole thing here. Got the anniversary log. Relert <laughs> released July fourth weekend on July first, nineteen eighty six. Two months after Top Gun. Oh shit! Uh, it's had a budget of twenty five million dollars. Total lifetime gross. Of $11.1 million. <laughs> Never made that money back. Still. <laughs> it's, had, it's had so long. It's had literally 30 years. And it's never made its money back. Oh my god. Rotten Tomatoes has it at an 82%. IMDb has it at a 7.3 out of 10. Metacritic has it at a 53%. Okay. But Google users 
rank it at 93% liked. Jesus. So high praise from Google users. It seems like there's some pretty high praise all across the board except for uh, Metacritic. Yeah. Well, it's diminishing. I made sure I did it like that. Okay. To pump you back up at the end. Oh, oh, with, oh. With the Google. With the Google users. Oh, oh, oh. 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 <laughs> uh, I actually made notes for this, JT. Let me open them. Get all this group chat shit out of here. God. Oh, they're group chatting like a motherfucker right now. Don't they know we have a show going on? They don't know anything we do. What a bunch of bastards. Bunch of bitches. <laughs> uh, so, JT, what was big trouble in Little China? Uh, well, um, what's Kurt Russell's name in it? Because he says it so often. Uh, holy Jack fuck. Burton? Yes, Jack Burton. Yes. Jack Burton? Okay. Well, we follow a truck driver by the name of Jack Burton, who... Uh, Rolls in to Chinatown on the Pork Chop Express. Yeah. Which he adamantly brings up quite a bit. And, uh, uh, wins in a game of some kind of gambling game. I don't even know what the fuck they were playing. Some weird kind of dominoes? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> but it involves him, in order to get his money back, he has to follow uh, a young Chinese man by the name of Wang. Uh, around to kind of run some errands before he can actually get his money, which leads into a quite mischievous adventure deep in the bowels of Chinatown. That's right. That may cause some big trouble. <laughs> yep. It's about, it's about it. You got it. Very good. Always on point, JT. <laughs> you could almost say this is a, uh, a warning about gambling. <laughs> Or even when you win, you almost lose your life. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I made sure to just open up the wiki just now, just in case we need some help with some We things. might, because there's a lot of names in here of things that I... I'm... They repeat constantly, and I'm still like, I still don't know I what don't that is. I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah, I am exactly the same way. So, uh, I have all that open right now. Good. Going back to my notes. So, the movie opens up. With, uh, like, the Mr. Miyagi guy. <laughs> Egg something. Egg Chen. Yeah. Uh, he... His name is Egg. <laughs> His name is Egg. I just... I got the, the biggest kick out of every time they went to Kurt... When Kurt Russell's talking, like, What are you talking about, Egg? <laughs> <laughs> so, it opens up with him in, like, a lawyer's office. I can't remember why he's there. But Troy, I'm going to stop you right here. This has nothing to do with the movie at all. No, it doesn't. But uh, there's something <laughs> I wanted doesn't. to bring up in, in this. Uh, he's telling him, like, the story and how Jack Burton is supposedly, like, a hero of the movie and talking this guy up big time. Because like, yeah. I think they're going over, like, damages or whatever of Chinatown because of a big green fireball or some shit. Troy. Wait. <laughs> I, this is a reason I'm saying this. Okay. And then, so, he asks the lawyer if he believes in sorcery or magic. And the lawyer's just like, I don't fucking know. I need to see it to believe it. And then, Egg conjures lightning in his hands. Yeah. And says something on the long lines of, do you believe now? Now, the reason I bring up this is because this scene was added 
after the movie was filmed to pump up the heroic nature of Jack Burton because otherwise test audiences thought he was just a total asshole nincompoop <laughs> that didn't deserve to be a hero of this movie. <laughs> it's awesome because the story he tells is not the movie. Even <laughs> that scene no, makes not. no fucking sense. Nah. I love it so much. Like I, as I was as it was getting close to the end, I kept checking the time to be like, okay, so when does Chinatown blow up? Yeah. Okay, so when 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 does Jack get lost from the rest of the cuz there was times where like especially at the end when like shit's going down where it looks like Jack might like <laughs> fall from like oh shit this is where jack dies no 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 (laughs) if anything i feel like this fbi if to make sense of this the fbi guy is just a crazy man yeah who just shows up and is like oh my god chinatown's a big green fireball right now (laughs) and then instead of egg chen being like no it's not it he's like yeah it is (laughs) because none of that happens (laughs) nothing the story being weaved in the beginning of this did not happen no. <laughs> no. at all. And even if even if you were led to believe that it happened, there's no way... To, not to spoil the end, but Jack gets out of it safe and he goes back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and really the know. FBI guy is like, where's Jack? Where's his truck? We know he was here. And then he was like, Jack was a hero. He died forever. There's no need to even see if he's missing because he's at work right now. <laughs> he's back at work. Constantly blaring over the CV radio. I, I utter could, nonsense. Oh, I could listen to that for hours. <laughs> that was my was, favorite. The, what the whole, are you talking about? The opening credits where he's just sloppily eating a turkey sandwich. <laughs> like, yelling, <laughs> yelling this ridiculous nonsense. Like I would be, I would buy a CB radio just to listen to Jack Burton <laughs> on the Pork Chop Express. Because like I was thinking the whole time when he's that whole intro where they're doing the credits and he's just like uttering this nonsense <laughs> into the CB radio, like who the fuck is he talking to? <laughs> Whoever he's talking, it's, it's a one-sided conversation. It, yeah, because he's talking about himself. Yeah, over the CB radio, which is just. All truck driver zone. <laughs> and then after he gets done with the line, mouths down on the biggest <laughs> hoagie I've ever seen. My favorite line is out of nowhere. He's like, if you ever come in contact with an eight-foot guy that asks you about Jack Burton and whether or not he paid his dues, just tell him checks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeds to take the biggest, sloppiest bite of a sandwich. It is... <laughs> it is seriously utter nonsense and i was mystified and hypnotized oh my at God. how amazing it was oh my heart hurts from <laughs> laughing so much it is so fucking good that oh i love it i love that uh so <laughs> After his whole fucking monologue that he has, and after lunch in his truck, <laughs> he rolls into Chinatown. And he drives that truck so fast. <laughs> like, he's on a back road, and he's right. like, he, he has to he's be going. in an alley. Yeah, he has to be going like 70 miles an hour. <laughs> 
this alley and just gets out to like meet with uh Wang. Is his name? Yeah, Wang. Which when he pulls in, when he pulls the truck in, which is an amazing truck, by the way, because yeah. I have he has a, a front grill decal <laughs> of like the silhouette of a woman that just says Holland ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's so good. And, but then when he parks, like, right into Chinatown, without even paying anybody or, like, coming in contact with somebody to, like, yeah. fill out a receipt, people just open his truck and just start pulling pigs out yeah, of the back. just taking live livestock <laughs> out of his truck, and he's just, like, wandering like, around. I don't give a shit. I'm going to go gamble. <laughs> so, <laughs> he meets his gambling table, plays with him a Apparently all night. Cleans, all night. Cleans everybody out. All night. He didn't sleep. Nah. He just clean uh, cleans everybody out in this weird domino game, which whatever this is. Yeah. Seems to get in a little bit of a scuffle with Wang. Yeah. Wait, I think Wang is bipolar or something because he's no all idea. over the place. Because Joel... Everybody is For, all yeah, over yeah. The place. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I want to get I want to get on the Wang like at the very beginning. <laughs> okay. So like, at the very beginning, like, like Jack's about to leave. Like he's cleaned everyone out. Right. And like, fucking Wang's like, don't you leave, man. I gotta win. I need a chance to win my money back. Like he's like desperate. And Jack's like, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'll 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 play one more game with you. And he's like. First of all, he says it weird, like nothing or double. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. say double or no- he just keeps yeah, saying nothing or double. Felt really weird yeah. listening to that. And he's like, "I bet I can cut this bottle in half." And I'm like, "Oh shit!" He must have like some like weird like Chinese trick or something right. that he can do. And then like Jack's like, "All right," I'm like, "Oh fuck!" You just lost all your money, dude. <laughs> Wang does it, doesn't do it, and then he's like, nah. "Oh shit! I guess I owe you more money." After he was like super desperate. <laughs> Yeah. About making sure that he gave him the chance. That, now he owes him double what he owed. And he was like, <laughs> yeah. well, I'll get your money. Just follow me. And I'm like, yeah. didn't you just, like, not even five minutes ago, right. like, act like you were about to kill yourself. Right. Because Jack took, like, like thousands of thousands of dollars I of your money. I think it was just a thousand Yeah, it was like $1,100 he took from him. Yeah. But now he owes him, like, $2,200. <laughs> and he's right. like... All right, I'll get your money. Just gotta wait. Yeah, just follow me. And at the end, I don't think so. And at the end, he was like, and then at the end, he was like, "Well, I'll give you triple." You don't owe him triple. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, they were in a big adventure, and maybe Jack did something. But to go from like being desperate to win your money back to being like, "I'll give you three times what I owed you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck, Wang? I don't know. I don't know, man. (laughs) So, Kurt Russell did a very, I think, decent job of doing a John Wayne impersonation in this movie. Oh, he's nothing but John Wayne this whole movie. Like, even his rhetoric. Like, <laughs> even, like, the whole monologue he has in his truck is, like, something probably John Wayne would say. <laughs> if he were a trucker. And the whole movie is like that. And at first I could like, because, honestly, I haven't seen a lot of Kurt Russell movies yeah. Like, so I'm like, is this how Kurt Russell talks? I don't think so. Oh, no. But I've only seen a few movies. He Does plays he? the fuck up out of this. Okay. Yeah, he plays it up a Good. lot. Uh, so, things from here get immediately weird because 
instead of going straight to the restaurant to get the double or the nothing or double. Yeah. The nothing or double. They're like, I have to go to the airport to pick yeah. up my mail order bride or whatever it is, or my arranged no, it, bride. Yeah. Well, it, he says his fiance. Yeah. And so they go, and then they run into Kim Cattrall. Yeah. And that was a weird scene, too, because he points her out, and he's like, hey, who's she? And then, like, Wang, like, talks, like, oh, yeah, it's her. Like, you're in an airport full of people. <laughs> and he points out one person, this and he's is- like, oh, that person. You're in San Francisco. <laughs> also, you're an insane person. Yeah. <laughs> so, does Kim Cattrall... I don't know and what she's doing in this. Me neither. What's she's her a, job? She's a lawyer, but then she picks up this Asian chick that she just completely leaves somewhere at one point. Like, she so, shows up at the restaurant with her, <laughs> but then, like, never talks about her ever again. So or did, she, did did the Asian chick come with them when they went to the they, I think warehouse? she was at... No, I think she was at the restaurant before they go and... To get the green-eyed chick. I think she, like, peeks her head out and has a, as at the restaurant once. Yeah, I know she was there. I because, think that's the last time you see her. Yeah, because like, Kurt Russell sees her and then she's like, Oh, I know where I know you from. And then she yeah, and then she st- Yeah, and then she, like, leaves again. <laughs> so, like, so what, what, what? who is she? I don't know. Because that weird, what the hell, this whatever name, herring. what's the name of that gang that, like, tries to kidnap her, but they kidnap the green-eyed chick instead? It was like a weird name. It was like I a weird no name too. It's idea. like the the Lord of the Devil Gang or something. Like it was something dumb like <laughs> that. Probably look it up. But anyway, yeah. So they. Okay, this was my original question. Yeah. Does Kim Cattrall already know Kurt Russell's character? No, I don't think he, she should. I don't think so either. But the rest of the movie. Seemed contrary to my opinion, in which they've known each other for a while. Because they really have not a lot of contact with each other, and end up, like, falling for each other at the end? I don't... I don't know. I don't think Kurt Russell falls for her. He puts a big smacker on her, JT. Oh, yeah. But no, well, I'll I'll get to that when we get to the end, because I think that's, like, that's, like, this, like... Movie's version of the I love you, I know from Star Wars, which oh. is fucking amazing. <laughs> but I'll get into that when we get to that. But Got it. No, I just think it's just like a thing where they really try to force some kind of love relationship with them. But then it's just like, I don't know, it's, it's kind of cheesy. It was. But, but we'll get know. to there. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they get to the airport. That weird gang tries to capture with that one guy with the sunglasses that looked squinty super, yeah they look like it looked like a huge like a horribly like racist <laughs> i know right thing for like an asian asian person where it's just like the very the squintiest of like black filament in like a sunglasses form right we're like god man this seems racist yeah so they try to capture whoever kim cattrall is bringing yeah. in they fail at it and so they end up taking the green-eyed fiance and i keep saying green-eyed because that's important 
yeah. of Wang instead, yeah. which ensues a chase through the airport, and then they get away. They get away. Which, okay, I think they. Cause I think they insinuate at one point that the gang is synonymous with just grabbing random women and then like selling them off in like their whorehouses. Yeah. Because I think that's why that's what Kim Cattrall's job was supposed to be was to make sure cuz I guess this woman thought that she was prime real estate to be fucking picked up at the airport and uh-huh. like being sold in a whorehouse. But then what does Kim Cattrall do? Like she's just there to pick her up. She doesn't have like a gun or anything. <laughs> she's just she's there just to got be a like gross old van. Yeah. That looks like it could be a mobile whorehouse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, anyway. But anyway, they give up on her and they grab Wang's fiance, who has green eyes, which, in the illustrious words of Kim Cattrall, is the equivalent to leather bucket seats in a car. <laughs> which, that made me, that line made me lose my shit for so long. That she's comparing a woman to a a woman, like an Asian woman with green eyes to a car with leather bucket seats. <laughs> and then she said, because they're both worth twice the price. Right. <laughs> Gotta get those leather bucket seats, bruh. You don't know comfort. <laughs> we've had leather bucket seats. So, they, the people that did capture the green-eyed fiance did end up taking her to a whorehouse yeah. in China. And so they set up... Chinatown. I'm sorry, yeah, Chinatown in San Francisco. Uh, and so, Kim Cattrall and her friend and Wang and... The reporter? Yeah. That like, reporter's weird. I don't know what she... Who she did is Did not need to came. be in this movie. Because no. she, she shows up and she's a reporter and she talks about how she's going to, like... Break the break the story on all the weird things that happen yeah. in Chinatown, but all she has is a notepad. Yeah. And then every time, like it'll people, be her words, JT. And then every time people do weird shit to her, she starts writing in it, being like, "Oh, you guys are gonna be sorry. I'm gonna expose all of this." And she's writing. Did not need to be in this. Like movie. why? Like <laughs> when has a reporter ever been like, "Uh oh, I'm writing down what's happening to me. You're gonna be in big trouble." Like. Like, someone's going to be, like, reading this and be like, oh, shit, this is really detailed. This must have really happened. This is incriminating. We're going to fucking, like, she didn't bring a fucking camera or any fucking (laughs) shit. She's just, like, writing shit down in her big-ass fucking notepad. Yep. While Kim Cattrall's hogtied next to her. Right. (laughs) So, they end up setting up a sting, and they're like... Well, I can't go in because they know me. And so yeah. they dress up Jack and like to look like the biggest dor- like dork with like a suit and a big old tie and like big old glasses and motherfuckers like dressed like dre- like Dwight Schrute like walking into the fucking whorehouse. <laughs> and he tries to like like, play incognito to ask for, like, this missing chick, the green-eyed fiancé. Yeah. He's like, well, I think I'm looking for somebody with green eyes. <laughs> yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> and so, like, obviously they know 
this guy's fucking looking for this oh. chick immediately. Wait, okay, well, I think we skipped a major part oh, go where on. uh, where uh, Jack and Wang run into an all-out Gangs of New York street fight in the middle of Chinatown. I couldn't remember if this was before or after this. Oh, no, this is before this because this is okay. when they introduce yeah, you to yeah. the three Raidens that came out <laughs> oh, of nowhere. That's what I called them, too, the three Raidens. <laughs> They call them they call them the three storm, but they're they're all three just dudes wearing the most ridiculously large rice paddy hats known to mankind. And when they introduce them in that gang fight, like there's one dude in particular that like looks up and gives the most ridiculous look. Like he's got like super stone face, like looks like he's gonna take a shit face. Like, <laughs> like is that the 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 thunder one i think not so. the one with the long hair or the one that shoots the lightning but the other one the one that like blows up yes i don't think it's him ah. i think it was the one with the long hair because he was skinnier okay. but he had like this like crazy fucking look on his face yeah but yeah like the that chinese fucking standoff is amazing is insane insane For, it's Starts out with a full-out gunfight <laughs> right? in the middle of Chinatown in San Francisco. Yeah, and then for no reason at all, they just stop using guns and then start yeah. f- hand Me- fighting. Immediately, just stop using guns. Yeah, and then square off against each other with- and do the thing where they all scream and run at each other. And yeah, just like doing karate. On and this each was other. probably the most violent non-blood fight I've ever seen in my entire life. Because yeah. whenever they get the chance. They just show just random scenes where guys are punching through people's arms and breaking them. <laughs> yeah. And then I think there's pretty much, there's one scene where like a dude just takes a knife and shanks somebody, but there's no blood. There's Yeah, there's no blood there's in this movie. There's absolutely no blood. <laughs> the one time I thought there was blood was when fucking uh, Jack shows up at one point with like red around his mouth. But I'm like, oh, that was because Kim Cattrall kissed him. There was blood in this because the Shang Tsung guy, like... Pricks his fingers near the end for that's a ritual. Right. Yeah, but that's, that's right. That's the only blood in the movie. Try- yeah, because he keeps trying to fucking that weird. We'll get there. Yeah, that scene where he tries to stab that chick with a needle was weird. Yeah, um, I would, I would say though, like with the Chinese standoff, every action scene after that, I think gets better and better and better. It does. It feels like they, the beginning term was like total like eighties fight scene where everyone's yeah. moving so goddamn slow. Yeah. And then from then on, like, yeah, it starts getting faster and it actually looks like they're actually fighting each other. Right. Yeah, yeah, Well, it, it gets even more amped up because, yeah. like, near the end, like, the fight scene in, like, that weird neon dungeon thing, Yeah. Like, Wang is, like, doing backflips and, like, I know. throwing swords all over the What the fuck happened place? to Wang for this what whole fucking ha- movie? He okay. went from being, like, a fucking small little douche that's like, oh, come on, Jack, let's do this. So like now he's like standing toe to toe with like these borderline godlike beings beating the <laughs> shit out of him. Like what happened? You know what I said like a hundred times during this movie? Yeah. What is happening <laughs> right now? Because at no point was there any rhyme or reason for anything yeah. to be happening like this. This is like a this was like a total like ten year old script where like it like a ten year old wrote it where instead yeah. of Actions, like, having reactions to stuff, this was like an and-then script. Where it's like, and then they did this. Yeah, exactly. And then they did that. Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. did this. And then they did that. 
it's ex- that's ex- that's the most well put thing I've ever heard ever. <laughs> uh, it's exactly what it is. And there's like <laughs> things that are added in this movie that make no difference whatsoever. Like that weird beast creature. Well, the the rotting Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is? There's no real. What is yeah. going on with the rot this Sasquatch? Mo- yeah, this movie, the rot Squatch. I love this movie so much because they go they go from so much uh they go from like the range of like describing things too much to describing things not enough to not describing anything at all <laughs> because at first i was like so is this rat squash <laughs> is it with the shang sung guy and i don't know if he is because there's <laughs> nothing to say like yeah i work for shang sung or whatever i don't know who the fucking head guy is yeah but like, or the weird one-eyed thing that comes out of that hole in the wall at one point, and they're like, and like even Jack's like, "What was that?" And then like Wang's like, "I don't know." It never comes back ever again. <laughs> <laughs> or that weird like fucking little orb thing that's just all eyes. That yeah. Is like, that, like I guess if you get in it in its presence, like that alerts the what that. Tang Su or whatever his name is. I gotta look up his real name. I keep yeah. calling him Shang Tsung, but that's just fucking like, Mortal Kombat. If you yeah, if you like come in contact with this eye ball monster thing, then the other guy's aware of your presence, and he knows that you're there. Hmm. I don't know what his name is. Nope. Don't know. Mao Yin, maybe. No, Mao Yin is the uh, green-eyed chick. Oh, boy. I'll, I'll look it up. You go ahead. All right. So, anyway, there's the, the rot squash that I have no idea what's going on with. The freaking, like, eye monster that the Shang Tsung guy can, like, see through. There's that. <laughs> like, the three Raidens are really hyped as, like, a big deal. And they are and for the, a yeah. while. I know, like, there's so many times when they come in contact with them in the very beginning where they're just whipping ass. Yeah. And, like, even, like, Jack tries to throw a punch at him and they just stop it and then just look him in the face like, this is, you're not going to fucking make a dent. Nah. They, but, I mean, they seem unstoppable. Right. They, like, are like, godly. Like, Raiden. Like, in yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And, like, I could totally see, like, how this movie influenced Mortal Kombat. Oh, Because, yeah. like... Raiden and shit fucking Shang Tsung or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, they're, like, hyped up to be these big, huge dudes and then trounce everybody in the beginning. But near the end, they're, like, very Wait, easily disposed of. is kicking of. the shit out of all three of them at the end. Right. Like, they're putting up a little bit of a fight, but Wang is, like, beating the piss out of, like, at least two of them. Like, he, the the long-haired one, puts up the biggest fight with Wang, and they do, like, a jumping, flipping, aerial sword fight at the at the last fight scene. Lopan is the Lo Pan. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, the, he puts up the most fight for a while, and then the next one, like, essentially just commits suicide... Like, yeah, he sees that Lopan has been killed and then just blows up. Like, what are you doing? Like, what is happening? Because that's the scene I always see yeah, of, like, the big inflated I, yeah. guy and then he explodes. Yeah. I thought that had more to do with the movie 
at us. No. It's just a little blip. And it's like, you built this guy up because that was the guy, like the main Raiden, essentially. Yeah. Like he was like the fucking head honcho. Yeah. Like, no, like even when like Wang like threw a punch at him, like he just did not sell shit. Like he nah. would just fucking. He punches an Uzi into shards. Yeah. Like just, but he wrecks everybody's shit, right? Yeah. Sees Lopan is dead, and he's just like, fuck it. And yeah. then just scre- yeah, screams to the point where he inflates and blows up. <laughs> and then the third guy, like, real Raiden, with the lightning. Yeah. Who actually really like, because I like that he, like, uses lightning as, like, a pole Yeah, he's like a shit. fire pole. <laughs> I like that a lot. He dies, even in the least consequential way. Yeah. A, like, a pot falls on his head. Dead. <laughs> And then he dies. Like, and then he dies. <laughs> like, he, like, is amped up near the end of the movie. He's the last one of them left. He's fucking shooting lightning everywhere. Yeah. Shit's falling down. Like, he's chasing the four, uh, like, uh, Kim Cattrall, Wang, Jack, and the green-eyed fiancé all around the rest of this, like, lair. Yeah. Going up, like, holes everywhere to, like, get to the surface. He's chasing him, and then that fucking Mr. Miyagi guy just drops a pot down the hole, bonks him on the head, deceased. <laughs> Took no more than that. It's fucking egg. That's egg right there. It's fucking egg, dude. <laughs> fucking hard-boiled his ass. I also, I love the, the, the random fight scene between Egg Shen and Lopan, where they fucking, uh... Basically, like Harry Potter like, shoot. Yeah, like Harry Potter rock'em sock'em each other. Yeah, like they create their own samurais out of these weird power beams that are coming out <laughs> of their fingers. And then, like, Lopan is, like, crossing his pinkies and, like, playing his dude like a fucking, like, Xbox controller. <laughs> right. Where he's, like, using his thumbs, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's fucking That's what like... I thought, too. And then oh, freaking Egg shit. is just holding something. Yeah. That's it. Oh. Also, I love the, like, ridiculous fetish for green eyes in this. A huge fetish for it. Like, even, even, like, that, that one scene that always sticks out to me, but it's, like, so, like, it seems like whoever made this was, like, had the huge thing for green eyes mm. and made this scene just, like, a jerk off to it. <laughs> where it's just, like, the three Raiden guys are, like, doing some weird martial arts ex- exposition in front of the two hypnotized... Yeah, I have this Kim in Cattrall, my notes, too. Kim Cattrall and, like, green-eyed Asian woman. And they're just doing these random, like, close-ups of their eyes and these dudes doing weird martial arts exposi- ex- exhibitions. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, like a karate expo. What? This is going on forever. <laughs> this is <laughs> so long. Forever. This is so long. <laughs> That's also another thing where I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Why is this taking so long? And why are we just watching? They're just staring. Yeah, they're just do staring. karate down an like a hallway. Yeah, they're not fighting anybody. They're just like doing karate moves down a hallway while they're staring blankly and going back and forth between like borderline pornographically <laughs> close-up shots of their eyes and then them doing karate. And that thunder guy's karate was so slow. <laughs> And they literally show him for two straight minutes doing oh his slow-ass karate <laughs> for his fucking expo. It was bullshit. 
Can we talk about fucking Jack's boots <laughs> for a second? What the fuck is he wearing? Those are, oh my, they look like borderline bondage boots. Like, they're made out of straps. <laughs> they're like knee-high, like leather, not like moccasin boots. Yeah. What are you wearing, Jack? Like, does, a, does a sword shoot out of him at one point? He's got like a knife in it. It's, it looks like a sword. Like it's huge. Because <laughs> it goes right through the dude's fucking chest. And then you do that whole like comedic scene where the dude's like laying on top of his legs. On top of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, like, like he can't push him off. Like that, in that way for like ten minutes. Also, okay, I want to... Like, uh, uh, if you're gonna do a Mary Bang kill with Jack, okay, a Mary Bang kill if you were if you were uh, Jack, what the fuck's his name, Brant, Jack Burton. Yeah, if you were Jack Burton, here's a Mary Bang kill for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Kim Cattrall, uh, your truck, or your <laughs> knife. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> he fucking loves that knife. He fucking loves. Oh that my knife. god. There's so many times where he's holding, like, a fucking Uzi machine gun, and he's like, yeah, I got this gun, but I'm going to use the knife. Yeah, I really want to <laughs> use this knife. And it never works out for him until the very end when he throws it through Lopan's head. I want to say, okay, I want to answer this question. Okay. Because I think he would marry his truck. Okay. Because he, yeah, because he's, he's chasing it throughout the whole movie. Like, that's his big thing. He right. wants to find the truck. I think he would kill Kim Cattrall. Yeah. I think he would fuck his knife. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know what? I'm right there with you. <laughs> it's odd to say, but that's what it is. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's the only option. I, You know what? I'm, I think it's a perfect answer. <laughs> because the knife, he's always whipping it out, always wants to use it. That's right. The truck, he's always chasing. making. It's always in the back of his mind. Like, all right, guys, but I got to find my truck. That's right. And then it, at the end, like he's just like, fuck you, Kim Cattrall. I'm going. I'm leaving. Well, sorry, Kim. Yeah. Got the short end of the deal there. You got the knife. You got the knife. <laughs> uh, another great thing about this movie, John Carpenter's score. Because not only did he direct this movie, yeah. he did all of the scoring for this movie as well. Oh, yeah. It's synthesized as fuck. I fucking love yeah. John Carpenter's synth. Like, sometimes it can be bad. Yeah. But, like, Halloween, oh, I fucking love that John Carpenter synth. Oh, it's good. Uh, and, like, in the, I, it just works so well in 80s movies, especially ones that he directs. Yeah. That he does his own music to. I love it. Nobody oh, yeah. can duplicate it. Yeah. And he also does the last... The title theme as well, the the end credits theme. Oh, fantastic! It's like, Big trouble in little China, or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how the song goes at all. But I listened to the whole thing earlier today because, like, I was trying to watch this yesterday. Which of I don't know where you watch this movie, JT. Yeah, but the whole thing is on YouTube. Oh, god damn it. But it's in that weird, like, corner, at like how Botchamania videos, uh, okay. they have to put it in the corner and they do all shit on the side. So I also rented it on Amazon. Well, my, yeah, mine wasn't too bad. I, I rented it on uh, PlayStation for 99 cents, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah. God damn it. I rented it on Amazon for like three bucks. I checked both. Like, Amazon, 
Sometimes Amazon has good deals, but PlayStation, I think, has the better ones. Especially if you go standard definition. <sighs> I gotta remember. Because I checked fucking everything. Yeah. Because I knew Amazon would have it. But I checked YouTube second to last, and I'm like, do I dare watch it? And I might as well should have. Because, like... Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I would have missed out on much of anything. Yeah. Watching it on my big screen, like, while most of it, like, is mm. just right there in the corner. Regardless, I ended up finishing it when I got home today. Because I was like, I feel like I missed something in this movie. So I went and watched the last 20 minutes again. I'm like, no. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Didn't miss anything at all. Nope. In fact, it is more clear that it's just the way it is. That's <laughs> yeah. it. That's how it is. Um, do you think this movie could be made today? I think, like, I don't know, maybe. Because they was... don't have to. They don't have to follow. I don't know. It's weird. Like. Like, Jack, Car like, uh, John Carpenter, when he made this, like, it was weird. Like, not only does he, like, uh, like, reestablish, like, regular Chinese stereotypes, but he tries to, like, invent some of his own, it seems <laughs> yeah, like. it seems like Like, it. he makes it seem like, like, anytime, like, uh, Jack comes in contact with Chinese people, they're just, like, they're really comfortable with guns, with violence, with magic. <laughs> like, anytime anything crazy happens, like, Jack's like... What the fuck was that? And they're like, oh, you've never seen that before? Like, every Chinese person's like that, where it's like, yeah. is China just full of violence and magic? Like, that's <laughs> what you make it seem like. Like, they make Chinatown seem like a fucking third world country in the middle of, of San Francisco. Yeah. Where, like, everyone's just killing each other and doing magic. To, like, no <laughs> alarm to anything else. No! Full gunfight. If you give a, a full-blown gunfight in daylight, <laughs> and then also have three magical raidens appear, <laughs> and a big plume of green fire in the sky above Chinatown, and nobody cares <laughs> what is happening in this movie. What is happening in this movie? Like, the... The one thing that I'm not a big fan of in this was the fucking... They do, like, the thing that I didn't like in uh, Night of the Living Dead where they do just these big, long info dumps yeah. about shit. But it's not, like, in um, Night of the Living Dead, it was all, like, on the TV. And this, it all starts with Jack being like, what's that? And then Wang, oh, yeah. Yeah. like, going into, like, a fucking, like, 30-second-long diatribe about shit where I'm like... I just stopped caring. Like, this, <laughs> I don't need to know listening. this shit. Like, for how many times he goes into, like, the history of these two, of, like, the good Chinese gang and the bad Chinese gang. Yeah. Like, I just stopped caring. Like, he goes into, like, this long thing about, like, their funeral processions and shit. And I'm like, I don't need to know this. Just say that they, that someone died and they're sad. And now they're doing a funeral. And now the bad guys are showing up. And now they're fucking... Big bald six shooter guys like shooting at them <laughs> now. Right. right. Uh, well, I got some production news, JT. Oh, please. Um, this movie was originally uh, screen written as a western set in the 1880s, where Jack Burton, a cowboy, would 
go into a town in the west where there is a like a Chinese Orient population going on there during right. like the railroad building. Yeah. And they would have mystical shit happening there, but it was set in, like, as a Western. Do you think... Hmm. Like, I kind of like that idea. Yeah. But I can't tell if I like it more than what we got. I think I might have liked... I would like that more. I think, like, if it was a Western, it'd be less convoluted. Because I get super convoluted in this. Right. With a lot of shit. I could, yeah, I feel like it was set in the West... And not in the middle of fucking San Francisco. Yeah. Like, they could get away with more? Mm -hmm. Like, they could use a bunch of magic and shit, and I wouldn't even bat an eye at it. But when yeah. they do it in the middle of fucking town... <laughs> yeah. And, like, nobody like notices... If, yeah, if that, like, full-out Chinese gang fight took place in the West, I would not question it. Mm -hmm. But, like, for all the crazy shit that happens in the entire movie, the police show up at the end. Yeah, but are they even the police? Are they the, are they the Chinese police? No, it, it's a it's a fucking police car and a fire. Oh yeah, you're and a right. fire yeah, yeah, engine yeah, are right. driving down the street. Yeah, you're right. You're even right. though Jack's like eighteen wheeler is like peeling out of the fucking <laughs> alleyway, they don't chase. They just like let him peel right past them, and they're, they keep driving forward. But he found that he found uh, that his baby. Yep, his old. His old pork chop express <laughs> hauling ass, <laughs> hauling ass. Um, this movie also was a rushed production. No, <laughs> but uh, for a reason that you probably wouldn't expect, it was a rushed production because it wanted to beat. The movie, uh, The Golden Child into theaters. The Golden Child being... Dude, I would always get these two movies mixed up. I've never heard of The Golden Child. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, you need to see The Golden Child. Because it's remember... an Eddie Murphy movie and I heard it's similar to this. Oh, it's... I kept, I kept getting them mixed up. Every time I would watch The Golden Child, I... Because I never knew what the golden, what the name of the golden child was. Uh -huh. So I always thought that was Big Trouble in Little China. Really? Yeah. It's that similar. Yeah. And then, and then like, I, like, oh, no, this is the golden child. It's Eddie Murphy. And I'm like, oh, shit. So what's Big Trouble in Little China? <laughs> See, I had no idea. But because it did beat it to theaters. But uh, even though the golden child totally crushed it at like box office wise yeah think like in its run like golden child made like 80 million or something like that and this only made obviously like it's 11.1 million Jesus in the last Christ. 30 years but uh nobody remembers the golden child but every everybody remembers big trouble in little china dude because they they would they put the fucking golden child on hbo all the fucking time when i was a kid Really? It's like one of those movies where I'm pretty sure I've only seen like the last like hour or half hour of it every time. I have never even heard of this movie before. Oh my god. All I remember from it is just the the weird scene where like Eddie Murphy is trying to show that he's worthy of getting this like sacred knife and all he does is walk in front of the spirit and he's like, I want the knife. <laughs> Give me the knife. Oh my oh god. Oh my. No, you need to see The Golden Child because I it is... like I do. Oh, my God. 
It's fa- it's pretty much like if if uh, Big Trouble in Little China and Beverly Hills Cop had sex and had a kid. That's what the Golden Child is. All right. I might check that out then. Sounds yeah. good. Look it up. It's All right. well, I I. As a kid, I remember liking it. I don't know how it holds up today. <laughs> um, what? Uh, what else? Um, I got not a ton of production news other than like The Rock is a fan of this movie and wants this movie to be remade, starring him as Jack Burton. <laughs> oh my god! But also be to be it. directed by John Carpenter. <laughs> so, like, just a complete remake dude i would be i would i would be on board for that i think i would be on board for that too only if the rock does a john wayne impression the whole movie yes yes (laughs) it has to work it has to work and has the same hair as kurt russell yes (laughs) and that beautiful mullet that he has dude kurt russell is fucking cool he's like fuck he is a fucking cool dude yeah like even in this like he comes off as really goofy in this He's like that right balance of cool and goofy. Right. Where like he just is out of his element. And he kind of like Mr. Magoo's himself through everything. Yeah. Like he doesn't really do anything. Yeah. He's just a beefcake to people to hide behind. Yeah. But like even when like the last fight scene, like they're ready to jump in and he like yells, shoots in the air. And, like, shoots, like, the ceiling and rocks fall on his head. And He's unconscious for the first five minutes of that fight. And then he wakes up and then, like, stabs someone with his boot knife. And then then that knocks him out for the rest of the fight. (laughs) He's just trapped under that guy for the next ten minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but I liked... I thought that was a really cool premise with it where, like, you get, like, fucking all these, like, crazy characters that, like, Schwarzenegger and Stallone play around this time. Where they're just, like, these unstoppable action heroes. Right. And, like, uh, fucking Kurt Russell plays uh, Jack is just this fucking... He's a guy who... Kind of a dimwit? Yeah, like, he's, <laughs> he's like, he can act badass, but then when he's out of his element, like, he's just comes off as this fucking goofy nitwit. <laughs> right. Where, like, even... But, like, when he's put in scenarios where, like, he's supposed to be, like, this fucking stoic dude, like... He comes off as it. Yeah, like he still delivers. Yeah, like when he's fucking in like an elevator alone with Kim Cattrall. He's like, oh my god, you're so dreamy. And he's like, tell me about him. Just like fucking makes out with her and shit. <laughs> and then he goes into battle and he gets his fucking ass kicked and like fucking looks like an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, I love that. Those like fucking it, boots. Like it still almost makes him charming in a way. Right. Like I love that shit. I think if it was with anybody else, it wouldn't have worked. No, like Kurt Russell plays it awesome. Right. The, if I confuse this movie with anything else, it's another movie I haven't seen. Escape from New York. Like, I've also never seen that. Yeah. Even I've though heard Escape from New York's actually really good. Um, and I know he has an eye patch in that, but I keep getting this movie and Escape from New York mixed up. Yeah. So, whatever. That's it. Um, anything else about... Big Trouble in Little Man, China. I'm trying to think. I don't know. That's the... I don't know. The whole thing with Lopan was just weird. Like, yeah. he was a super old dude. I don't think we even, like, brought it up. But then he can turn into a ghost that's a younger version of him. But then in yeah. order to... <laughs> it was weird, because, like... Okay, so in order to become 
the younger ghost version of himself that can like feel he has to marry someone with green eyes yes and then kill them yeah yeah because he, because like his whole plan prophecy or because his whole plan is he's going to marry both Kim Cattrall and green-eyed Asian chick yeah and then kill Kim Cattrall so he can stay human but then just keep fucking green-eyed Asian chick I guess so. Because if he didn't have two of them, he'd have to just sacrifice one for him to be a human, I guess. Yeah. And he wouldn't have, like, a Because the whole prophecy life. is he's supposed to... Like, once he marries a green-eyed chick, then he becomes human. But to stay that way, he has to kill her. Yeah. And I... What? I Didn't he say, like... I've tried to do this a bunch of other times, but I never have been able to find the right person or something. No, well, they... they I don't fucking they hint at like Because they fucking... No, they say that, like, uh, why didn't you do this earlier? And he's like, I couldn't I couldn't find anybody. So it's like, you couldn't find anyone with green eyes? <laughs> well, but, that's well, why they first, I took it as, like, first, I couldn't find any, the right ones. Well, they, they first hint at that he needs to find an Asian chick with green eyes. Yeah. Which is, like... Okay, I can see that because it's a it's super rare. Sure. So then when he finds his chick, I'm like, oh, okay, so that's kind of. The... But then he gets Kim Cattrall, and he's like, oh, well, I'll just kill her. And then so anyone with the green eyes, then? <laughs> so why? Did... So now, yeah, so now I'm back in this dude's camp. Like, why didn't you do this sooner? There's plenty of people with green eyes. Right. Just no, find no. one and hypnotize him and fuck him and Gr- kill him. Green eyes are the most rare eye color. Did you know that? But there's enough green eyes out there where it wouldn't take you a thousand years. Or what? When did he die? Like six thirty-two BC or I something? He said he was like two thousand years old or something like that. Yeah, it was like six hundred thirty-two BC was when this emperor killed him. Oh boy! And then yeah, and Ends so up looking it's like taken old him last guy Pierce. Yeah, you look yeah, <laughs> fucking alien or Prometheus. Like they fucking or yeah, they, like they fucking like glued a bunch of fish eggs to his face or some <laughs> shit with his old man makeup. Long that was terrible old man. makeup. God, it's so gross. God damn it. Real bad. Real bad. Uh, man, anything else? I know Dinosaur Neil was really excited about us doing this review. Yeah. Because I guess he loves this movie, really? I suppose. <laughs> I have no idea. Or at least he finds it very entertaining. Oh, it's totally all over the place. It's all over the place, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, what, I, what would you grade Big Trouble Little man, China? It's... It's totally all over the place, and it's really hard to follow, but, man, I I don't know. I, 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 I want to say I like this more than Top Gun, though, at least, so I'm going to probably give it maybe a C+. Yeah? I also liked it more than Top Gun, and I can... Since this is the first time I've seen it, I didn't su- super care for it. But I can, I think it's one of those movies, if I see it more and more and more, I'll be like, dude, this is the fucking best movie of all time. <laughs> like, I can tell this, like, is one of those ones that'll grow on me. Yeah. But I think I'm going to give it, uh, maybe a B minus. All right. It's campy fun. Yeah. And I'm torn on giving it a C plus or B minus, but I did have fun watching the movie. I think it's a good party movie. It is. Like, have it playing yeah. in the just background. Just, yeah. Yeah. But, oh, to, to get into the end, like, the way he fucking leaves Kim Cattrall is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> when, like, they fucking, 
like he's about to leave and he's like like ah I'd stick around but I'm made for the road and shit like that and then like uh her he fucking just loves being a trucker yeah he just loves being a trucker <laughs> and then like the fucking like weird reporter friend of Kim Cattrall is like well aren't you gonna kiss her goodbye and he has this long pause and looks at her and says no <laughs> <laughs> And then just leave it. God damn it. That is fucking awesome. That's the toughest thing I've ever heard. Oh my god, it was all like that was like that's almost harder than I love you, I know. Is just <laughs> aren't you gonna kiss her goodbye? No. No. <laughs> and then she was like, Will I see you later? And he's like, We'll see. And then just leaves. God. Goes back on his fucking ham radio to talk about <laughs> to say random bullshit. Just about himself. And then that oh. fucking Rot yeah. Squash. And then Rot Squash <laughs> comes out of the back of the fucking truck. Like, the end, question mark? Yeah. Don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Quite an experience. I'm glad I watched it, though. No, yeah, it was fun. got it out of the way. It was fun. Yeah. Got it out of the way. <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of people reference it all the time, and I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. But, uh, so now I'm glad I, I do. I'm glad I do, JT. Glad I do. Well, besides big trouble in Little China, where or what <laughs> else have you been watching? And where? Um, <laughs> I saw the movie Colossal with Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis. Okay. Oh, did you hear about it at all? No. Um, it's in a smaller film, but it's uh, Anne Hathaway plays like this like alcoholic that like lived in like New York or something. Where her boyfriend breaks up with her, so she moves back to her old small town. And at the same time, uh -huh. this giant monster is attacking South Korea. And then, like, at one point in the movie, they find a way to connect both of them. And, uh, I, I thought it was really inventive and really cool. Yeah? Yeah. Like, the way they connect the two of them, and then they, uh... Establish the plot in a way where you can, where you're like, oh, I can kind of see where this is going, but then they do like a twist, like in the middle, where you're like, oh shit, this is like completely different than what I thought it was gonna be, and they like, the whole like monster thing like ups the stakes on the whole plot going forward to where you're like, oh shit, this is fucking nuts. So I, it's actually like a really, it's a really inventive movie. Like I think. I don't think I like it as much as Swiss Army Man, but I think this is like this year's Swiss Army Man, where it's like a really inventive idea to kind of like bring a bring about like this like real world problem. Is this uh, in theaters? No, it's out on DVD. Oh, okay, okay. Like it was in theaters, but it's like a really smaller film. Okay, but no, it's really really good. All right. Yeah, that one flew under my... I've never even heard of it, I don't think, yeah. anyway. I would highly suggest checking it. Like, I would not be surprised if it hit my oh top ten. Oh my god. At the end of this year. Oh my goodness, might JT. See. But no, it's, I, uh, I, uh, I really enjoyed it. Okay, alright. And I also, as I brought up earlier, saw the first three episodes of Ozark. Uh-huh. With Jason Bateman and uh, Laura Linney. It and reminds me a lot of Breaking Bad. It is... I, I'll say that it's like Breaking Bad if... At the end of the first episode, Walter White just told his family that he was a drug dealer. Okay. Because, like, there's really no secrets between this family, and, like, 
even Laura Linney is just as big of a piece of shit of, as Jason Bateman is, which okay. makes it even more interesting because it's like you root for them both because they're both so smart, but they're just in this super dead relationship where it's like if this didn't happen, they'd be divorced and like working out like what they do with the kids by now. Oh man! But because this whole situation's forcing them together, like they're just in hell. Man, I almost started it the other day, but. Uh, just, I had to convince Chelsea to want to, and she was like, I can't do oh, this right before I go to bed. It's really good. Yeah. Jason Bateman is awesome in this. Like, he he totally plays like that Walter White type, where, like, he gets put in a situation where you're like, I don't know how the fuck you're going to get out of this. Good But deal. just, like, the way that he talks his way through it, you're like, fuck, man, you are good. Awesome. Got me excited. Yeah, it's, he's... I'm fucking awesome in it. And Laura Linney's, like, just as good. Like, she's she, like, plays, like, the female Walter White in this as opposed to, like, just being, like, the annoying wife who's like, where have you been? What are you doing? Like, she's just like, okay, I know what I got to do, too. And then she's off doing her thing to make this shit work, too. Right on. I dig it. Yeah, it's Excited. it's interesting. I like it a lot. Good deal. And uh, I also... Uh, I told you last week, before we started recording, that Molly was... Molly Pop was watching this crazy fucking Bollywood film. Yeah. And then, like, uh, I got home that night, and she was like, I, I was only going to watch 10 minutes of it. But then the more it went on, the more I was just entranced, and I just kept <laughs> watching. And I was like, I almost finished it, but I'm just waiting for you, so I just want to watch it with you. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. All right, I'll watch a little bit of it, I guess. Yeah. So we started watching it. Jesus fucking Christ, is it entertaining. Really? Yeah. I think it's... I don't know the exact name of it, but it's like a sequel to something. It's called, like, Bahu... I think it's Bahu Ballet 2. It's on Netflix. Okay. It's almost three hours long. Jesus. And it's... Jesus Christ, is it so fucking entertaining. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, it's... Bali, like, this fucking film has everything. Like, they go into, like, random... Musical numbers where the song is not... It's, nobody... None of the cast is singing. It's just a song about how amazing Bahu Ballet is. <laughs> as he's like Captain Morgan posing on like rocks with his hair blowing in the wind. And then just random scenes of him like stabbing people and killing people. And then like... Jesus. The, the whole opening sequence is like... uh, the, Like his, his mom has to perform this ceremony where she walks through the town with a... Like, this plate of fire on her head, otherwise the gods will be upset. And then, like, a ravaging elephant just storms the town and happening? starts killing people. And then Bahu Ballet fucking breaks through these big wooden doors and just fucking tames the elephant in front of her. And she walks underneath the elephant to, like, perform the ceremony. And then he throws this yellow dust in the air and then, like, the elephant, like, bows to him and then lifts him on his head and he rides it through town. <laughs> Oh my god. That is amazing. It is seriously fantastic. And it's almost, it's like nonstop entertainment. It's all in Indian, or all in Hindi. Yeah. And, like, you have to read subtitles, but the whole fucking thing, like, the music's catchy. Uh-huh. They have amazing fight scenes. <laughs> like, there's, like, a scene where, like, he fucking subdues an entire army, like, using an old man as, like, a stripper pole, where, like... What? He grabs the dude's hands and, like, forces him to turn around as he does, like, these bicycle kicks and, like, fucking <laughs> lays out this entire army. 
This sounds great. Dude, it is fantastic. It's on <laughs> Netflix. It's so fucking good. All right. I might I, I might be swayed. <laughs> Dude. I might be swayed. It's so good. God. All right. Well, I'll check that out. But that, Yeah, that's all I've been watching. Jesus. Uh, well, I haven't been watching much of anything new. Um, I went and rewatched What We Do in the Shadows again. Oh, it's so good. Ah, fucking Taika Waititi <laughs> and... Uh, Would you like some more Buscati? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that you're eating worms? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jermaine Clement and... All- all, all of it is just Dude, great. Every time Mollipop makes spaghetti, we just say, would you like some more buscetti? <laughs> anyway, I, I like that. I love it. I'm glad I watched it again. Um, I've been Amazon has all of Batman the Animated Series. I've been meaning to watch some of that shit. So I started it from the beginning. Uh, still great. Yeah. Like, it's weird because... Like, some of the intros are, like, from, not from, like, the Batman animated series. It's from, like, the new adventures of Batman and Superman or something. Okay. So I was like, wait a minute, is this the right thing? So I don't know what Amazon, what kind of discs they got to, like, upload all their shit from. Because they used the Danny Elfman song, didn't they? For yeah, Batman they did. Animated series? Like, the, you know, like, the... The intro where Warner Brothers yeah. press turns into the blimp. Well, so they use a different intro sometimes. It's weird. And uh, they do it on the first episode. It's weird. Really weird. So I'm like, is this the right thing? And it was. Oh, good. But it, it's just it's different. And then also the the episodes aren't played in order in which they were released, like, dropped. They're on, They're in the order that they are on, like... The DVD box sets, which are also not in order, <laughs> so it's weird because like sometimes you like the like the first, I think like twenty episodes are really well animated, yeah, and you can tell when they jump ahead, yeah, and then come back, okay, because they don't change like the animation style yet where they get rid of the golden circle and they put like the bat on and they, they simplify the animation. Yeah. It doesn't jump that far. Cause that doesn't happen to like season three or whatever. Yeah. But you can just kind of tell like they're jumping around a bit. Okay. Did, did, like anything like story wise, they really fuck with or it's no, just the animation. It's, it's just, as far as I can tell, they have every episode up, even ones that they don't like play a lot. Cause I think there's a few of them that they, took down because they're like deemed a little violent or too dark for kids or something. Gotcha. But as far as I know, they have all of them up. I was going to say, cause I remember there was like some episodes where like Batman was like bleeding in some of them where I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. I just watched the heart of ice. Uh, one with the, like the Mr. Freeze episode. That's like acclaimed or whatever. And yeah. like, I think like maybe won an Emmy, I think. It's awesome, and the uh, the Clayface ones are next. Oh my so. god, the one dude, the Clayface episodes are the ones that always hit me the most. Like especially the one where like he dies. Yeah, the one they make him Clayface. Oh, oh my, man. that one's that one always fucking creep me out. Dude. And stuck with me. Yeah, the one where like he just can't control like him like fucking melting and shit. Yeah, like, that yeah, one yeah, always yeah. fucking gets to me because it's so yeah. fucking sad. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I've been really enjoying my rewatch of Batman. Um. Chelsea has been insisting. Uh, okay, so here's her story. She's really into that 70s show. 
Okay, I saw her watching this when I walked in. Okay. So, she's been watching The Ranch. Yeah. In order to get to the episodes and where cameos of that 70s show cast members show up. But I don't think... I think she secretly likes the show. <laughs> yeah. I walked is, in and she was like, like... She was like, first thing, I don't like this show. And I'm like, you're on season two. She's on season two <laughs> and has gone through every episode. She's like, just watch the pilot to see how bad it is. I'm like... <laughs> I don't want to. I already know it's bad. So just so I watched the pilot. Yeah, it is just fucking unwatchable. Look, Chelsea, I know you're listening to this. I like bad TV too. You don't have. You don't have to. You can like it. Look, just stop watching it in my presence. Is what I'm asking. (laughs) Look, I have. I there's plenty of bad TV that I, I watched Fuller House for a season. Yep. Not You're, two seasons. I almost watched it for two seasons. <laughs> but no, just it's fine, Chelsea. We we still we still love you. I am so surprised Sam Elliott is still is like on the show. Cause yeah. Sam Elliott is a badass. Yeah. And like uh, it just taints him. It just taints his <laughs> reputation for me. Uh, fuck. I don't know. Anyway, ranch, still awful. Anyone? Okay, so I have a few friends, too, who are like also like, Hey, I'm done with the show. Need some suggestions to binge watch something. <laughs> Not the ranch. And so, like, I'll open up, like, Oh, what do other people suggest? I could go for something. And yeah. it's like, I always see a few people in there say, like, The ranch is great. I'm like, I'll never be your friend. Sorry. <laughs> We do not have the same tastes. Tell you, me and Molly are watching Raising Hope, and it's pretty good. Yeah. All right. I don't think you've told me that before. Raising I thought Hope? I did. Yeah. I don't think so. Me and uh, well, I told C Danger as I walked in, and she was like, "Oh, I watched like a little bit of it, but I kind of fell out of it." But it's all on Netflix. All four seasons are on Netflix. Maybe you told me last week. I don't remember. But me, uh, Molly said she watched all of it when it was on Fox, and she. She like she said it gets a little trying near the end, but it's like they end it like right when they should have ended it. Oh, right on. Good thinking. <laughs> but no, it's it it's got some funny stuff in it. It's by the same guys that did My Name Is Earl, okay. so it's kind of like that same comedy. Right. Where like there's a few misses in there, but it's still kind of funny enough all the way through. Where you, it's a good show to just like lay in bed and watch at the end of the night, where sure. it's like. It's light. It's funny. I don't have to pay attention. You don't. Have to, you, don't have to, you don't have to fucking. Yeah, like every episode is his own story, so you don't have to be like. There's no like real continuity you have to follow. Good deal. I it's like a good. Sh- it's it's better than the fucking ranch. Anything is really. <laughs> <laughs> Watching a turd flush would be better than the ranch. Um, and otherwise, like I also just started listening to a few new podcasts, like just today. Yeah. Because I just needed something else to listen to. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to keep with all of these, but I started listening to a few comic book ones. Because the stuff I listen to is kind of just like the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I need I wanted something else and just more of it, I guess. But um, I started listening to this one called The Word Balloon, which is what Fat Man on Batman used to be. Yeah. Where they would take like a creator and just interview him. Yeah. And I listened to one yesterday. 
about uh, the writer of the current Batman run right now, who also did the Batman Elmer Fudd crossover. Yeah. Tom King talked for three hours about like his career and writing and all that Jesus. stuff. Jesus. I loved it. And so I'm going to completely keep going with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I started another comic book one too called I Fanboy. And that one's like a super popular one. Yeah. And I listened to one today and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I, I can still like other ones better. So I might drop that one. And then I started listening to one, uh, an Earwolf one called The Canon. Yeah. And it's about movies. And the one I listened to today was... Um, about Ghostbusters and Paul Shear was a guest on it. Yeah. And it's just like a guest with the host. Yeah. And they talked about like if the show should be like in a, like their podcast hall of fame or whatever. Okay. And I don't know if I'm going to continue with this one. I like the Ghostbusters one, but I was yeah. going through like their recent catalog. And I'm like, I don't care about any of this shit. <laughs> so I might drop that one. Gotcha. Um, other than that. That's about that's about it. Okay. I saw uh, Crack is doing a new one called Crack Gets Personal. Yeah, I and start- they did a preview. Like they did like a regular Cracked episode where they interviewed the hosts for it, and it sounds really interesting. Yeah, I started actually listening to I think their second episode. Um, it's it's about like the opioid like whole thing. Okay, and about halfway through it. Yeah, it's good. I like this one. I'm going to keep going with this. Okay. One. Yeah. It, yeah. From, cause they were just interviewing him on like random. It, it's basically going to be about like this guy just like interviews a bunch of people in like either profession or some kind of life experience. They have right. like similar life experiences. And then they like go back and forth between like the interview and then like their like commentary on like talking about like, like shit that involved in it and stuff. And it right. sounds really like, I guess they're supposed to do, like, an episode where they just interview people that have killed somebody. Yeah. And they just, like, ask them about, like, what it's like to fucking... Yeah. What it's like to kill someone and, like, how do you deal with it and shit. And you're like, that sounds really fucking interesting. Yeah. The one I'm listening to now is about, like, the opioid industry. And they have, like, talk about... Or they talk to uh, a guy, a doctor, who was addicted to opioids. Yeah. And they also talk to just a regular guy who was on opioids and like is addicted to it and got on heroin and all that shit. And like oh, yeah. what it does to your body, like all that kind of stuff. So there's that one. And then the one before it, I think is like another one with doctors, but it's like stuff that's just like they find in people's bodies and all that kind of shit. Like quit yeah. shoving things up your ass. Is yeah. Essentially the yeah. Gist <laughs> of pretty it. much do that. So there's that, but I'm going to keep going with it. I really like the host of this. Yeah, uh, one of the hosts on it is the guy that plays the teacher in Rick and Morty. Right. Like the, the really angry, like, black teacher. Yeah, he's like, come on, Morty! <laughs> <laughs> and he was, like, the mailman in, like, a few episodes <laughs> when, uh, when, uh, uh, shit, the dad. I can't remember what the dad's name is now. But anyway. Jerry? Jerry, when he's, like, in that simulation. Yeah. And, like, everything's going right for him, and he can't tell. And, like, the mailman's always like, my man. <laughs> my man. That's the guy who's in the podcast, as well as, like, a regular crack guy. Yeah, he, really does, like, he does a lot of, like, their personal columns or whatever. Yeah. Right? Like, he'll interview people. Yeah. And, and he, so far, I really like the show. So I'm yeah. going to keep going with that. I think I like it better than the movie one so far, actually. Yeah, the movie one's fun, but yeah, this one definitely sounds like they have a lot more of a structure to it, and it yeah, sounds exactly. like a lot of, like, I just love hearing about, like, people and, like, just, like, random experiences and shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I'm going to keep going with that. Cracked is killing it lately, though. Yeah, like, all this new stuff they're coming out with, like, when I first heard that they were coming out with new stuff, I'm like, oh, shit, that usually... It's usually not a good sign because they're just, like, trying to, like, fucking grasp for straws. Right. But they actually feel like... It feels like they're, like, actually diving into it with, like, ideas. Right. Yeah. And, like, actually, like, just, like, branching off of, like, what they're already good at, but then just, like, kind of minimalizing it into, like, this one category. Yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, but that's that's all I've uh, been into. JT. All right. Well, JT, if people want to talk podcasts with you. Yeah. Where can they do that? They can find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for everyone on Instagram, and hey, why not Snapchat? Right. You can find me at Tour of the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. You can find all of our episodes now on uh, ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com, uh, as well as a slew of other sites, including Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. And if you're an iTunes listener, why don't you give us a rate and review? Because if you like the show, a rate and review helps other people find the show as well. If you have something longer to say, you can do so at ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. Send us, send us your suggestions of what you want us to review, because we're always open to suggestions. Yeah, then we have a few more weeks up ahead that we have nothing for. Yeah. But I have an idea of what I want to do. I can't remember what month it is. It might be, like, fucking September or whatever. It might be next month, for yeah. all I care. I don't know. But, uh... I thought about doing the, like, AFI, like, top, like, few movies yeah. that we've never seen. Okay. Like, the American Film Institute, like, says, this <laughs> yeah. is the best movie of all time. You need to watch these fucking movies. And if we haven't seen it, I was like, well, we should do that. Because we've been yeah. doing that this season, or this year. Yeah. Um, as opposed to last year. We did, like, 2001, which you've never seen. We've done, uh, well, Big Trouble. I would put that in there as, like, a movie that's in pop culture that we've never seen. Mm-hmm. And then a few other ones, too. Like uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead. We did that. So oh, yeah. um, I think that would be a cool thing to do sometime. But fuck that, because uh, next week is Defenders. Defenders, yes. Yeah, we're taking the one break of August 80s. Taking a break to on do, the 80s. To do, to, blah, blah, to do Defenders. I also figured out that uh, I think the perfect time for us to do our test pilot episode, because mm. I think a lot of the pilots are airing the first week in October. Okay. So I think the perfect time for us to do it would be October 11th. Okay. So set your calendars, people. See if you want to... Ah, Jesus shit. Christ! Oct-11. Is it free? Oct-11... Is our Blade Runner 2049 review. Ooh. But next week is open. Well, maybe the next week. Just to get, give people time to... Unless we do... I don't know if we're going to do Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, we might not. We'll figure it out. We had it as Kingsman 2, but they must have bumped the release I think, date. Yeah, they moved, they moved the release date, I know for sure. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Blade Runner 2049, maybe. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Sounds good. We'll figure it out. We but anyways, time. we don't give a shit about that because next week, <laughs> Defenders. Defenders dropping Got some mixed reviews. But I have, I, yes, but I haven't heard anything else negative from it. Okay. Since those initial reviews came up, and some say like the first four are kind of lacking, but I haven't heard anything else since. So if people well, have seen the full thing, maybe they're just withholding. Well, don't know. Well, well, you know me. 
I am not going to let comic book bias <laughs> taint this hard. I may. I will go <laughs> full judgment on their asses. Oh my. So look out. Great thing it's only eight eps. There might be an argument. Oh, so, very good. So, so, so tune in. You might hear me and Troy yell at each other. <laughs> and I got a four-day weekend coming up. I'm off tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. No shit. So this defender is gonna be done on Friday. Fuck. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna try and like. I'm gonna probably have to drug Molly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's I'm it. I'm gonna have to slip Molly some Molly. Sounds good. But I'm. Sh- I like it. I like that idea. All right. That's but it. Until then. That's a show. Great show. show. Good show. Good pick. JT, I think it was your decision. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. You're just a great guy. (laughs) Please Uh, tell me more. (laughs) Well, that's the show, everybody. Next week is Defenders. Until next time, I've been short of the Max Extreme. I am JT3K. And we are off.